The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. That's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, so sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! <laughs> 10, 9, 8, 7, He's a peg warmer. 
Unlike me, who moves merchandise and pops ratings and sells toys. What is a fact is the people who say that certainly aren't the chin of AEW because they've been let's go out faster than what been what? GTS, go to sleep. I don't know what I'm trying to do. I got rocked too. I told the house, house the black no chops and they chopped me some very bad. So I think, I think this is what we call a heel turn. I'm not sure. Maybe I should. Sir? Sir? What are you so mad about? What are you so mad about? He's a ginger, man. Give him a break. say from the bottom of my heart I love each and every single one of you. We have sold more tickets tonight than we did the last time we were here. So I seriously appreciate you all sincerely. The ones that make the signs that say CM Skunk, that's good. The Protect Trans Kids sign. The Twist His Dick sign. Don't twist my gimmick, all right? So who here has heard of McDowell County? Anybody? So I grew up about two hours down the road in Old Fort, North Carolina. Population 800. I shouldn't be here. There's more people in this building than there is in my hometown by multiples. This right here was literally my dream to come out here in North Carolina in front of fans like this, in front of people like me, and do it all alone. So you guys can cheer, you guys can boo, you guys can twist all the dicks you want. I don't care. This is your party, this is our lives. I'm not twisting it, dude. Get away from me. Later. Thank you, Greensboro. 
If you're North Carolina, Virginia, Georgia, Tennessee, I don't care. Stick around though. We got some real honor action coming out. And these, these men and women are gonna give you everything they got. You got you gotta pay for your pay for these tickets? Stay here and enjoy them. Let's party a little bit longer. Yeah! And no offense, but Greensboro is FDR country. <laughs> yeah! Hit the like, subscribe, watch all of our exclusive content, exclusive interviews, and more. Shout out to AEW, Bomb Bomb.
I'll drink a fifth of Jack and scream out, she's a man! All right, welcome everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the aftermath of AEW Collision. Yes, folks, stay with me. After the collision comes... The Wreckage. Wreckage. The Wreckage. Brought to you by ChannelAttitude.com. Please subscribe for $5 a month. We're all the best wrestling podcasts, personalities, and everything else involved in professional wrestling podcasting. Uh, the Hameen Media Group. This is The Wreckage. I'm Chris Amps. Uh, that's A-M-B-S, like Lamps with Noel. We're bullshit first thing in the morning. Don't worry if you ever forget how to spell my last name. I'll just remind you at the beginning of every show as a pre-warning um if at any point i'm I'm yelling or swearing at anything it's not my children it's these motherfucking cats on this motherfucking plane um well samuel jackson is in there no but there's there's four (laughs) kittens currently in this house so they may uh i don't know scratch my foot or bite my cords or do one of a number of things that kittens may do so if i start yelling don't call cfs on me all right, so joining me is my usually unusual co-host with the most from the Portugal Coast. His beats have been referred to as being the cleanest. He's the reason every answer on this show is penis. Jimmy T of the PWC. Jimmy, what's he say, Pilos? Well, Cristo. So I'm, I'm good. And yes, the answer is always penis. But we're not at the PWC right now. We're here at HMG. So no penis for anybody. So there you go but in saying that i'm happy i'm happy to, to sift through the wreckage because you know what boys there's quite a bit of wreckage to sift through there is some wreckage to sift through also yeah you heard that right no penis for anybody so exactly what we said was going to happen jimmy got a little piece of that extreme d the other day and now he's just not interested <laughs> in the regular one so <clears throat> all right also also joining us the man of a thousand titles the doctor the lawyer the occasional lawyer He's a wonderful podcaster. His views won't cause you pain. Listen to the latest Garden to learn all about the arcane. Jeff Lipman, how are you? I'm doing fine. I brought my sifting glasses because, yeah, there is an unusually large amount of debris that we need to sift through. Uh, I came out of this with a lot of questions. All right. Well, we'll get into those questions. Uh, we will try to answer some of them. And for our first four-man group, this is our first official starting at four-man group. We've had other people come in and out. But our first official four-man group, uh, we have the Sinister Minister, the Southern Gentleman. He's not in charge today, so Jimmy can't get a ban. Uh, John Enright, welcome to the wreckage, my friend. Hey, it's good to be here, my friend. It's like, I feel like it's been forever since I've seen you guys. And uh, I do agree that there is some wreckage that I have to dealt with, not including my own child getting a flat tire last night on his way to work. So on top Ooh. of that, there's That's the other wreckage that I have to deal with. Go over here, leave my cords alone. And the new car too. Uh, yeah, and well, and what is my new car? Yeah, or his car, traffic, whatever. Who are you, so, Christian? He's Luchasaurus. It's your car. Well, it's in my name. I paid for that shit. So yeah, it's my car. It is his car. For yeah, sure it is. Yeah. So I'm a two-car owner. Wow, fancy. Right, yeah, right. no, that's fancy. That shocks all of us. <laughs> hey, look, for 40 grand a year, yes, it should shock you. Yeah. The other 14 cars are in the names of various trusts and holding companies. I don't need to I don't need to know how much each of your cars cost, okay? You don't have yeah. to tell us that on the air. 40,000. Yeah, I'll get yeah. you a pretty nice. One pretty is nice owned by Righteous Gemstones Ministries. Right, exactly. That is that is 
look, they just they just took my my story and put it on TV. I still haven't seen a dime from that though. Sad part. <laughs> so Jeff, I might need your services. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, hey, he's the lawyer. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, um, let's see. I don't think there's much to really talk about in terms of wrestling news. Um, I do know that after this show, CM Punk kind of went a little ham on uh, on one Hangman Adam Page and kind of talked some shit a little bit about how Hangman's not selling any merchandise. Uh, what, after the show went off the air? Yes. After really? Yeah. Really? Well, considering yeah, I haven't seen Hangman in, like, forever i don't know so uh, you're not watching wednesdays that's why okay. <laughs> even and then though i feel like it has been a month since he's been on yeah, i think it's been two weeks really realistically but yeah he has kind of disappeared but who cares well i think that was the point cm punk was trying right. to make <laughs> who cares and for the record medium five i don't put no color in my beard <laughs> color what do you mean color why are we bringing oh, no, up look. Why are we bringing up the color Look. of people's beards? That's rude to Jeff. Oh, that's exactly the joke that maybe you're just Yeah. No, th- this is my natural color. White, evergreen, gray, whatever you want to call it. When, 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 Viv sometimes puts color in it when she cuts it, but it, within four days, it's back to this. Well, good. It, apparently, apparently, Jeff's beard does not like the color. Um, yeah. Just like CM Punk doesn't like Adam Page. We're getting it back, brothers. Uh, mm. All right, yeah. So basically he just said, you know, Adam Page is a he's, a he's a shelf warmer. He doesn't move merchandise, unlike me. I move merchandise and pop ratings and all kinds of other stuff. And uh, I, I, don't, I don't know why he would be doing that unless they have okayed an angle. Like, I don't understand what the point would be of doing that unless they've okayed an angle. Well, because I haven't seen anything from Adam right. Page on Twitter talking shit or anything. Like, right. well, it would be one thing if Adam Page had said something snarky or whatever on his Twitter page. On his tw- well, not that I follow his Twitter. But, you know, I haven't seen it, so I'm imagining that it hasn't happened. And then for CM Punk to just kind of go off after a show, he knows there's people recording. He knows that somebody's going to get that out to the, to the ether. So... I'm hoping that well, they've okayed an angle. It's either that or, you know, CM Punk needs to grow the fuck up. Because didn't he say he's working with children? He I mean, did. he did say that. Well, if that's the case and say he just said that because he felt like it, which I highly doubt, like you said, Chris, it's got to be some sort of angle, then he's the biggest child in the whole company. I'm calling bullshit on you hoping that it's a work. We both really? Come on. Yeah, I know. Mean, yeah. Deep down, I don't know. Definitely, I hope it's legit, but it can't be though. I mean, surely it shouldn't be, but it can be. But I know. I, I hope it's a work. I mean, the only thing that, that I mean, because they have two pay per views within two weeks of each other, we already know what the all in matches. They need an all out match, and it, listen for the company's sake. I hope it was a work, and that they're setting up a CM Punk page match at all out. Because, you know, that, that, that should mean that, you know, basically all is as right as it needs to be. The Bucks can play with FTR, Punk can play with play. Hangman. I really don't think that Kenny was ever really the problem. I don't think that anyone hates Kenny. I think that he's probably I agree a with you on that. dude guy in real life. But there was one other piece of news before we talk about this much more juicy thing. And I don't know that anybody that listens to us cares, but Naito won the G1 over Okada. Yeah, I saw that. Yes. Destino! Destino! <laughs> so, 
a lot more excitement than I would expect. Well, I mean, here's, here's the interesting thing about that because it sets up um, Naito going after Sonata for the title. And Sonata had left his faction. So now it's kind of one of those real interesting storylines of now they're going to be facing the G1 of these two facing each other and like one has left the other faction. So I think it's an interesting but, story. But really, though, John, and Naito is my favorite, right? Pretty much from Japan. But is there any real point of him winning the G1 though? Really deep down. Well, I think it's to tell that story. I think it's yeah, to tell well. the story of Sonata and Naito having, you know, Naito having left, you know, you know, uh, Lij to, you know, be just five guys, and he wins the title without it. You know, it's like, hey, look, I left, and look at what happened to me when I left your, your group. Right, right. And then the other story is, you know, also. In the smaller story is that Naito defeats Okada. Is that, you know, that's been a big, you know, cross for him to bear for a very long time as well. And it's just very good storytelling. It's taken years to get to that point. They haven't, have they fought all the time? No, but it's been that long-term build of, oh my gosh, this is the story again. And Naito's never been able to have the number of Okada to get it. And he finally did the time to make it to face Sonata. From the Gaijin's standpoint that doesn't follow New Japan, the actual story that it tells me is that their continued reliance on Okada, Tanahashi, Naito, and Sonata is that they have no, they, like WWE, that they don't they don't have any confidence in anyone that's under 35 or even 30 to to put a strap on and say, hey, I mean I know Okada is probably around is by middle like 35. He's 33. Sure. 33. Okay, I know he's in that age range, but aside from him, because I know they want to they want to get away from him for whatever reason, I don't I think it's a mistake. They should probably stick with him because he's the only name that people everywhere know. But um it seems like there's no one other than him in his age range or younger that they have any confidence in. So they keep going to Evil, Sonata, Naito, uh, you know, we we still see Suzuki and Ishii in in, in prominent positions. It's uh, I don't know. I think it's I think the the immediate future seems a little bit sad for New Japan. I wouldn't well, say that those two like Sonata. I wouldn't say that Suzuki Sonata is bad Ishii, as a champion, though. Let's oh, be he, honest, he, he's he's not he's not terrible. I think he's it's it's this one of those things where he, he, he looks does, great. He's working. He's well, looks great. He's he's working on who he is as a character. But Suzuki and Ishii are on the down. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna be honest with you right now. They are not in prominent roles as Ishii. They Ishii, have been. Yeah. I think you know, Suzuki still has value because I think he moves better than Ishii personally. But they're not they're not there. And and that's the whole bit is right now they're working on trying to build young stars. That's the whole and, David Finley movement. That's the whole yeah, you know, which we're I think seeing is the wrong move. guys. Oh yeah, no, I, I don't I hate David Finley. Yeah, but, but they need Japanese house. Anyway, I think Chris's yeah. house is settled down, so I think we can stop vamping about New Japan and get back into collision. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we're not vamping. Um yeah, that, li listen, you know what I find really interesting about Naito winning the G one? Nothing. I know. Nothing whatsoever. Yeah. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Nailed it. Yeah. Mm. All right. I couldn't see that coming. <laughs> you know you you know me too well, John. I do. We've I really do. we've become friends. We we've, we've connected know? on a deeper level. Exactly. Uh, All right. You guys get singlets. <laughs> should we get face. matching singlets yes yeah well well yeah you guys should and i know what you're really referring to but see here in australia we call what would you call like wife beaters what are wife beaters really called for you guys 
That's wife beaters. An undershirt. Yeah, no, we call them wife beaters too. But like, what's the technical term for it? Um, a, a, a white tank top or an undershirt. Well, okay, a tank top. How's that? Fine. But for some reason, we call them singlets or a wife beater, obviously. But anyway, who cares? Does Let's your strap in your crotch? Because that's what makes it a singlet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are you, what are you trying? I'm, I'm just asking questions. Hello, everybody. And this is one of them. <laughs> this, so, sadly, this is my most pressing question at the moment. Does your singlet go down to your nether regions and or beyond? Like, are you it like does. Cookie or Pappy from, like, you know, Rawhide? Unlike <laughs> the... Unlike the Lonesome Dove trail, are you are you wearing one of those singlets like from the old west with like a with like a you know, poop, Jeff? The, poop you know what's disturbing me? The fact that you're still going on about it and you really want to know—that's kind of weird. But maybe I am. Huh? Not as weird as you wearing a singlet. <laughs> However weird this may be, I'm gonna I'm gonna stake my weirdness level on you wearing a, uh, a cookie from the Rawhide Trail as being weirder. Why do you want to? Why don't it's you want to know, media? <laughs> What does that have to do with the price of tea in Boston? Um, That's exactly right. Thank All you, right. Retro. What Aussies call singlets, we call muscle shirts in normal countries. It's true. In normal no, he countries. said in the rural countries. In normal countries. That's just him typing out the Canadian yeah. accent. Norm right, right. Normal. Right. Like, like <laughs> asshole. Asshole? <laughs> yeah. Hey, fuck you guys, eh? Uh, <clears throat> fuck you, hosers. Yeah. Fuck you guys, eh? All right. Now, if All you right. can do the Stu Hart accent, that's the strongest, best Canadian accent. It's, uh, that's going to be an easy one for me to do there, fella. <laughs> got the uh, big uh, nasty animal rhino over here. Uh, needs a job. Yeah, hook him up. Sound like a kind of left yeah. there. I'm, I'm gonna get him uh, from the back of the neck and uh, I stretch him out a little bit and he turn blue. And... Don't be so silly, Jeff. That's not <laughs> Hannibal Lecter. This is Hannibal Lecter. It's lovely to see you again, Jeff. I go and well with a nice Chianti and fava beans. There you go. And I <laughs> You guys are fucking funny, man. All right, this is turning into really, really really gay audio let's, let's move on <laughs> <laughs> all right aaron ben shlomo says i thought canadians supposed to be nice and americans are the brutes in north america um well no sir yeah. now it comes to war canadians still have the more war crimes than the uh, united states so. did you know yeah. that the canadian military has never has never retreated or surrendered in any battle ever in the history mm -hmm. of our country and did yeah. you know that out my country has been with America in every single war they've participated in. The only country that's actually participated in every single one, helping you bloody Yanks. Where were you during the War of 1812? Yeah. <laughs> we, we didn't exist yet. Pretty Literally awesome. did not exist yet. That's <laughs> were, were you with yeah. Roosevelt charging up San Juan Hill? I don't remember any Australians there. Yeah. <laughs> Look up the war in, in between the Americans and Australia in, in Brisbane. Where were you oh, during sorry. the Civil no, War? Which no, side no, were you no. on? It, it was during World War II. Basically, yeah, yeah, it's true. American soldiers were were stationed in in Brisbane. John knows his shit. Oh, look, I love history. And so, basically, one time they got so pissed drunk that it basically caused a brawl between the two soldiers, uh, Australian and uh, American soldiers, like to the legit point where they had the Americans had to pull out because it was so bad. <laughs> Like roving, like. But get this: 
Weren't the, you know the what it was over, right? Beat up Shawn Michaels. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, those are Marines. What it was over. Marines. You know what's even more hilarious, right? This is a true story. Yeah, because they were always drunk, both the American soldiers and Australian soldiers. But the Australian soldiers were getting jealous because the American soldiers were taking all the Aussie chicks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's it. Uh, yeah. It's a true story. We were That's walking in with our big swinging dicks going, hey, baby. <laughs> what's Hi, happening? Um, all right, let's move on. <clears throat> hey, D, how you doing? Uh, big American dick over here. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Uh, the BBC of the HMG, right? Yeah. yeah. I thought we don't talk penis here on HMG or ChannelAttitude.com, boys. Come on, I've now. already, I've already. You know what? We're already. Everybody's already asking a hundred <laughs> questions about your singlet and exactly where it sits. So. Right. I think that door. You guys are a bunch of poofters, straight up. All right. All right. I'm talking about on. the chat. <laughs> The chat is pretty hilarious today already. <laughs> Shout-outs to everybody in the chat. We love you guys. We will bring up some of the things that you're talking about as we go. All right. Let's start the night off. We start off the night with promos for most of the combatants, reminding us that we're in Greensboro and the legendary Greensboro Coliseum. Woo! Horseman country, and that'll come, in la- that'll come into play later, et cetera, et cetera. All right. So... We get a recap from last week showing us Ricky Starks whipping the shit out of Ricky Steamboat. Uh, Tony says we've got a lot to talk about, and I'd like to call out Ricky Starks. So Ricky oh, comes God, out. This is stupid. Complete with pyro. <laughs> All right. Good stuff. Uh, Ricky Starks. He comes out. Uh, <laughs> He's definitely wearing a choice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Starks was apparently suspended for his actions last week. He's suspended for 30 days. Starks said it had to be done. He, you know, all you people out there with kids know that sometimes you got to beat them to keep them in line. And I can tell you as a father of two, that is a fair statement. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Don't beat your kids. Um don't beat your kids. It's weird, okay? Um, yeah, also, just don't al- do it. Also, this episode of The Wreckage is also brought to you by The Sound of Freedom. Just kidding. No, we're not going there. All right. Um, <clears throat> that was yesterday. Well, it is brought to you by Passion of the Christ. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. What's up, Aaron? Oh, uh, shit. All right. Oh, okay. No. So, uh, Ricky can't wrestle for 30 days, so he went and got himself a manager's license. So this he's going to so be dumb. here because this is his show. Uh, and then he threatens to beat up Shivani and says that Punk is the real reason Steamboat got beat up last week. I can live with the loss. Can you live with what you did and what you're responsible for? And he says if Punk wants a war, Ricky's going to bring him a war. And that was not the end of this days. segment. If you want a war. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you but not for 30 war. days. I'm so smart. I knew this was going to happen because they screw people like me. So I went and got my manager's license so I could still be here. Right. Let me ask you this. So if you're suspended for 30 days, is this the first time he heard about it? Because it can't be because he went and got his manager's license. And is that the way suspensions work? That if you're suspended, yes. you get your manager's you get license? Your manager's you can, li- yes. You're not That's su- how it works. The person's not suspended. The no, no. wrestling license is right. suspended, which is a state-by-state or country-by-country thing. He didn't which, say that, but yes, we assume that's why. Only so are we assuming that he's going to come out as Samoa Joe's manager? Is that is that what's happening here? Quite possibly. 
because that's the war that CM Punk is, you know, in apparently at the Look, moment. Look, it feels like he's in like three different wars right now. That was one of my <laughs> questions for tonight. And then that is that is definitely yeah. a point we're going to get to here later. Um, just Sean, how many, many people questions. want to fight we CM can't Punk? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, uh, how many people want to fight? Like, are in multiple stories and are wanting to fight other people, even though they have a story. It's like. What the hell, man? Like, Darby Allen. I don't mind multiple stories if they can keep them straight, but I don't know. Maybe, Chris, you can direct us and we can go through them one at a time. Yeah. No, but, well. Yeah, we will. Yeah. When we when we get later in the show, we'll talk about all of the different people who are apparently going after CM Punk. And, well, I mean, why is this not culminating? Why are we not seeing videos of Ricky Starks, uh, you know, walking up to Samoa Joe and being, and, you know, Joe being. You could have such an easy time with this, right? Joe looks at him like he's going to fucking kill him, right? And, and Ricky's like, oh, hey, 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 listen, hey, listen, I'm not here to fight. I'm not here to fight. I'm just here to maybe, you know, offer my services to you but, for but, all in, you know? And you could have me, a really good moment there. But let me ask you a question to anybody, boys. Uh, I dare you to got the answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway. So what was the point of building Starks, right, as a singles guy that seemed pretty strong out of nowhere, only for him to be suspended and then come back as a manager because he acquired his manager's license. Where well, are we going? I assume that he has a minor injury and, and this is the cover story. And so he can't wrestle for six weeks. So we went back a week, then the 30 days, and then, then, then there's another TV show. So we've got six weeks for whatever it is to, to heal up. Or <sighs> it could be the fact that Punk is wrestling you know whatever this time and then there's another pay-per-view after that so then that finally clears him of all those things so then now ricky starks can face him after these other two pay-per-views or whatever the hell so that there's still someone waiting in the wings for punk i don't well look, if that's the case that's very hell. confusing right exactly exactly no I'm, I'm just saying like having just seen bits and pieces of what i mean i usually kind of watch the highlights a little bit um on sunday mornings of collision and so I have a vague idea, but like the fact that like it seems like three or four people are wanting to fight CM Punk, and this is the newest one. And this just if I'm if I'm trying to think of it logically, it's like okay, I know he has an all-in match. I know that then there's one for wherever they're going in Chicago, whatever they're calling that one. I all out, all out from yeah. in and out. Yeah, okay. Wax on, it's wax all off in, all next. out, and then all shake it all about. Yeah, shake <laughs> it all about. Uh, and then oh, so then that clears it for God. Ricky Starks for. You know, after that one, so oh. well. Go. I mean, the show does revolve around CM Punk, so why shouldn't all yeah. the villains? True. Yeah, well, like he is the real Hogan, world right? champion after all. Yeah, that's right. Right, he is. and that's what worked for Hogan, right? You know, just build up these monsters so that Hogan can beat them, and then you know, keep so going. Punk is Hogan. I mean, he has been doing the you know the pump ups. True. The, that's true. You know, no, you're right. It's true. Right. I mean. I he's, guess got it's the, Hollywood he's got those. Punk. Uh, he's got those like uh, five-inch pythons. To... <laughs> uh, he still looks more muscular than Adam Cole, though. Let's be serious. That's um, true. Yeah. Not by much, though. Yeah. Oh, did you see somebody? Adam Cole and Britt or Britt Baker posted a picture of her and Adam Cole like after a post-workout, and they're like trying to be all ripped, and people just kept ripping and saying such a oh, Photoshop picture. I did and, see like, that. And I think it was just. People were ripping him hard. Saying, At this point, Brit is getting bigger and more ripped than fucking Adam Cole, baby. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, while Chris whoop, is um, whoop. talking. But um, let's talk about CM Punk a little bit, shall we, boys? Because, um, sure. I mean, 
why is he calling out other guys like Hangman Adam Page while he's in the middle of another two, three feuds at the same time? I mean, how, 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 where are they going with all this? Why are they juggling so many things with just one guy? I, th- I think you said it, Jimmy, best. He's a, he's a child and he wants, you know, he, he wants he wants attention. I mean, there there is the famous phrase, uh, like, like, so way back in the day, Chris, he did a bowling show with Chris Hardwick and a whole bunch of WOD people, and they literally said, oh, look, when nobody pays attention to him, he doesn't bowl as well. And literally, everybody ignored him, and he bowled like shit. And then he started <laughs> screaming, pay attention to me! Like, it's, and like, there was a sense of that picture of him, like, being, like, kind of legit. Like he wants people wow. to see him. He wants people to, you know. So people look are at weird, him. man. <laughs> I mean, that's weird, man. Jeff, do you agree with that? Uh yeah. I, I mean, I do. I mean, I think that, that that I'm not sure if people have the freedom, so they're all they're all trying to get themselves into the main event program for Collision, or if this is Punk saying, "I am the real world champion." And if everyone pays attention to me, I can really build this real world's champion story bigger than it is. Because, I mean, for something that should be a really big story and a really big debate within AEW fandom and AEW Twitter, it really isn't. I mean, there's still more arguments about the world heavyweight champion and the universal championship in WWE than there is about this schism. I don't know if it's just... AW fans just trying not to sort of acknowledge the hypocrisy at all, and they're, not, and they're all tacitly being silent about it. Or it's, wouldn't they be hypocrites? <laughs> well, yeah, but but that's never stopped anyone before anyone. Uh, not just like and uh, or, or maybe it's just not hitting that hard. It could be, Chris. You cool? Yeah, no, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm just uh, I'm just having to uh, you know stop myself from beating my children in the morning. So. <laughs> Welcome to fatherhood. Mm. Um, All right. Next up, we get a video uh, complete with a background song, uh, sort of going over the history between the Bucks and FTR. And I honestly, I thought to myself, this is this is one of the notes I took. Why does it even feel like the video packages are better on Saturdays? Like, am I am I just being crazy or what? Like. Did did this not did this not feel like a really cool video package compared to some of the other stuff we see on Wednesdays? Uh, let's go with John first. What did you think of the video package if you saw it? Like it definitely had a it had a different production value than what I've seen from other AEW things. This this was on a different level. It felt like a different production company is being used to do some of this stuff. Um, like crisp, well produced, shot well, yeah. um, you know, very clean. You know, it, it just, I'm like, I was impressed with this. I was going, where has this been? And, 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 and so I, I don't know. It, it makes me wonder, like, why is this not what we're seeing on a regular basis? Well, yeah. And even the background music, I thought that the choice of the background mm-hmm. music was even better because usually the, the background music that they have for these is like, they're trying to get you hyped, right? They're like, it's like fast paced and kind of like poppy. But this was like a very like subdued like this is a serious feud kind of thing like yeah. it, it it in a weird way and like I know that people will think that I'm hilarious for saying that it was subdued and also kind of like the my way package for for <laughs> WrestleMania uh, between Stone Cold and The Rock but um, 
but that's what it kind of reminded me of. It was it came across as very serious. Like this is a real feud between two teams that really are trying to prove themselves the best in the world. Um, Jeff, did you did you catch this video package? And did you get the same kind of feeling that I did? That like even the video packages seem different on Saturdays. No, I agree entirely. I mean, I think it really is a different production team. And it was never more stark than the night that Battle of the Belts followed after Collision. I don't know if that was like week two or week three. It was one of, I mean, it's, this is all of week eight. So it's within, it's pretty recently. But I mean, there was a there was a complete different difference in the flow of the show, the camera cuts, everything. Uh, the second it went from Collision over to Battle of Belts and the show Battle Belts really looked even worse in in direct comparison. So yeah, I, I thought the video was was well done and it, it did build this up, especially since it was sort of a, a backward ass telling of the story again with your champions challenging your challengers who hadn't been in the tag team division for you know the better part of the last year, including three months suspension time, and then fucking around mostly in the in the trios division. So. Yeah, I, I thought it was well done. And and listen, they're building towards what is now a pay-per-view. I mean, it, it wasn't a, a true blue pay-per-view until like 10 days ago. Uh, and I, I still have major questions as to what took so long. What, what possibly could have been better for on-demand to be putting on in the middle of the day on a weekend uh, when they have, you know, several lines available, several, several broadband. And the only thing I can assume is that is that Tony was trying without success to to get a bundle price on all in and all out. Uh, but on demand... There is a bundle package going on right now for me. Yeah, well, that's good. You're, you're special, though. But video on demand doesn't do bundle uh, uh, packages. Uh, they, they, they haven't done it. They haven't done that in years. They they set... Everyone's like, he should do it for 35000 No, the carrier sets the prices. It's like when people say, Tony should move this show to, to Tuesday nights. The network has he can ask, but the network decides what when you're on, and the carrier set the prices. But I, I'm, I mean, isn't that the only thing that makes sense as to why it took so long to go from just BR live to also regular on demand? I mean, why wouldn't they want how, how many pay per views outside of UFC actually get six figure buy rates? I, I would imagine not many. Yeah, I'm going to say not a lot. Um, but also, it has been a really weird build. Like, just in general, the build to this pay-per-view has been slow and stuttered, and you don't know how serious it's being taken. We didn't know what the main event was until, like, a week ago? Two Was it two weeks ago now? I mean, Something like that. if you've got 80,000 people that you're expecting in an arena, then, like, give more people a reason to care. And... I, I've heard the argument before. Well, they've already got eighty thousand people in the arena. They don't need to sell. They don't need to sell tickets. You don't need to sell tickets, but you still need to sell pay per views. And even if you aren't selling it as a pay per view, you need to take advantage of the fact that there are eighty thousand fucking people in an arena. That's a spectacle. Make money off of it. Show the people at home. Oh, like. Not only are you going to get the biggest card we've ever put on with the biggest matches you've ever seen, but you're going to see the biggest crowd screaming at the top of their biggest lungs, biggest, 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 the biggest, the biggest, it's the biggest crowd that's ever been. It's huge. But so, it, like, why would you not take advantage of that? Jimmy, what do you think? Why? Because it's AEW, Chris. That's why. Like Jeff has always said for how long now? 
are they in the business to make money, Chris? I don't. I mean, know. really, it's a serious question. Are they in the business to make money? By them doing stupid shit like that, I guess I have to agree with Jeff. I don't think they are. They don't give a shit. Tony's there to play with his with his with all his toys and play with their balls. I'm just saying. Tony's there to <laughs> play with his singlet. And his singlet. A hundred percent. And he doesn't give a fuck about making money, man. I mean, what's a success for them in terms of making money by the end of the year? A hundred thousand? I don't that's know. pretty bad. But I know he doesn't want to be embarrassed. And I have to believe that when they first started this all in thing, you know, that, you know, he, he, I still believe that he did some funny business to get the first 40 or 50,000 tickets sold, but then it kept going. And then it became this big thing, this big bragging right thing. And then he got it onto BR live pay-per-view and then he got into on demand. And at some point, I think the rumored card, which was mostly sucky, was going to be the card. And then there were some problems with it, including feedback. Maybe RVD couldn't fly to England for that or whatever. I don't I know. Why. But, but, <laughs> right. But, but then, so then I guess he realized this is a real pay-per-view. And I'm, I'm going to be in front of 80,000 fans, maybe, and on real pay-per-view, maybe. And, I, and if I'm asking people to buy two pay-per-views in two consecutive weekends, I better put together a card that, that – that people want to see, and not just me, not just Jericho versus Osprey, which, I mean, I can't think of two people whose styles are are, are different, more different at this point, but... Right. If you want me to buy two pay-per-views, you know, two weeks in a row, you better blow me the fuck away with both cards. Like, you better or, or blow, blow me you. away. <laughs> well, and I mean, I, and Chris, I disagree. I think they do are selling tickets because they have to think about the next time. So if they put on a shitty show in oh, London, thing. Yeah. you know, you you you're not going to get eighty thousand the next time you show up, and so you have to put on a card that's going to be worthwhile because those people gave eighty, you know, eighty thousand people showed up and gave their money to be there live, and if you shit on that show, you're not going to get anywhere near that number the next time you come rolling around and then you're not going to be in Wembley. You're going to be in O2 arena, or you're going to be even in a smaller venue than that. So, because you, you screwed over the crowd because of your card. And I think that's kind of the, the part where they've shot themselves in Get the foot. Where you, off have, my screen. you know, you have, <laughs> you have this pay-per-view and then two weeks later you have another one. One week. Know. Oh, is it one week in between? One week. One week. That's hell. Who schedules this shit? Look, this is this is Tony Khan going. Hey, look, I'm doing a shit ton of coke. I can I can go this whole week and stay awake, and we can just get this all done. <laughs> but like, in realistically, we're seeing that it can't be done because we're seeing guys just going boom to boom to boom, and you're trying to tell two stories at one time on your TV show for two different pay per views, and it's making yes, that is <laughs> most accurate. Um, but it's making no sense on your TV, and it's hurting your product in the long run. I think, yep. really. No, I mean that's a it's a really good explanation. Um, all right, good. so let's let's move on here. Let's move on. The acclaimed come out at. So this is where I've got to do the same thing that I did on Wednesday. I explained. I pulled back the curtain a little bit, and I explained to the people listening that I take my own notes for these shows. Okay, I do not go on somebody else's website and just regurgitate what somebody else said. I have my own notes for the shows because I'm just a professional like that. I prefer to take my own notes. Right. So. Sometimes I wind up saying something on my notes and it winds up sounding really funny in the end. And I did not mean for it to sound funny in the end. So here's what I've got for the next segment to begin with. 
The acclaimed come out making fun of Bear Country for being fat and white. <laughs> of course, it wasn't Bear yeah. Country. It was the Iron Savages. Who, but they uh, are Bear Country, technically. Who, who Are they Bear Country? Yeah, yeah, they're Bear Country. I was oh, trying so to say they are the exact same. Yeah, oh, okay, yes. okay. They're the same. They're, they are, they are the, actually yes, the yes. same people. Okay. Yes, the same people. But, but I guess when they have that third guy who apparently was Buddy Matthews with an attitude, they're right. Iron Savages. <laughs> well, right. I've never seen version. that guy or heard of him before. I don't wait, know wait, what this uh, let me uh, let me explain something. Do you remember I was saying this a while back, and you guys were laughing at me? But I'm like, but it's bear country, and you're like, no, it's not, no, it's not. I thought I it was actually, being racist against everybody who looks no, no, like no. John. I just thought it, if they look like John, they're bear country. But right. reason, okay, no, this was actually why, bear country. Okay. Yeah, the reason why I know this is because I watched a few episodes of Being the Elite a couple of months back, and that's why I know who these in guys are right now. In my singlet, attached to my nuts. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And my balls sort of go to the side, both sides. And then it looks like KFC chicken. Okay, move on. It's my fault. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I know, my fault. (laughs) All right. Um, Let's highlight, uh, Jimmy, I can't highlight right now because we're on the HMG. Uh, But go ahead and highlight uh, Retro Rocket Review's last uh, comment because I find it hilarious. Using chat GPT. Yeah. Yeah. Chris uses chat GPT for his notes and created the Jimmy T generated AI. I did. That's my fault. He created me. He's that, my dad. That's my fault. I'm sorry for Jimmy, okay? <laughs> Frankenstein sorry. and the monster. It's his fault. Son it's of a bitch. Fault. Sorry, let me be more Canadian. I'm sorry for Jimmy. I'm sorry. Um, sorry. I'm sorry for making Jimmy. That's all right, mate. It's all good. <laughs> all right. All right. So the Iron Bears are big and strong, but the, the little one badly oversells. Like, really, really badly. Yeah. He was bumping all over the goddamn place. And it was like, dude, just chill the fuck out. Okay, he was doing like backflips after taking punches and stuff. It's like, please don't Shawn Michaels this, right? Like, no. don't don't try to be Shawn Michaels. You're a big, strong dude. Pretend like you're a big, strong dude. But, but he um, lost like 40 pounds of fat. So I think this is his first time on TV in like a year and a half. So I think he wants to show the world he can bump like Dolph Ziggler now. They've and, been and, shredding. Be they've been shredding the weight, man. If you watch Being the Elite, John, you guys don't. He, the other one is still big as a bear. And by the way, that's fine for a wrestler. Mm-hmm. They're really trying to lose a lot of weight and getting into real shape. And that yeah, redhead guy that you said looks like Buddy is their trainer. And and why was he there? Like, is he a wrestler also? I have no idea who the hell he was, but yeah. Like they this said Jack there. Jameson or something. Because I kept thinking yeah, they were saying J. Like Jonah Jameson. J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. But it looked like Buddy Matt it looked like Buddy Matthews joined MAGA or something. I, I <laughs> Damn it, Bear yeah. Country! I want pictures of Spider Man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, they've they've He's worked really hard though. <laughs> All right. So the bigger Iron Bear dude, um, I'm just gonna call them Iron Bears for the rest of this because it. I, yeah. I, I, Iron I, Bears. I thought I was joking. I legitimately thought that I was making fun of the fact you that they look joking. like Bear Country. <laughs> Apparently, they really are Bear Country. So. It, it is really Bear Country. Play on, play But I'm I mean, I think that, that was the whole point it. of the rap. Is like. You know, are they bear country? Are they somebody else? And I think it's that's definitely what, bear country. That's what uh, they said was like, you know, I can't even keep you too straight. Like, or you look like every other white guy I know. You know? Like every other white guy, exactly. If you look Including like John and your moms. <laughs> well, <laughs> all right. So the bigger Iron Bear dude catches both of the acclaimed uh, coming off the top ropes, showing off some pretty serious fucking power. Mm-hmm. Like if you can straight up just pick out a 200 and something pounder as he's jumping at you from the top rope 
you got some serious strength, man. Like that is that is some country strong, some bear country strong right there is what that is. Um, bear country, bear. And I I liked the fact that they didn't just job these guys out. And I thought that you know they're they're big strong guys. Usually that means you're going to lose in three minutes, right? Or at least the other team is going to kick out of all of your offense at one, right? Like there's no way that anybody's going to sell for you because you're a big strong guy. But they actually let them get something in this match. And I, th this is one of those situations where like. Um, I probably saw something different than what John and Jeff saw. So John and Jeff are both watching things from, uh, you know, the American uh, television replay for John, right? Or the, the actual broadcast from Jeff, right? But I'm watching the whole thing. So as they go to break, I'm watching the entire match, right? Which I'll get into that later when it comes to the fucking Luchasaurus nonsense. But... Uh, Thank you, Todd Grantley. This is why you're the comment king. Uh, says all you white guys look the same. I, I get it. I get it. I am another bearded white guy on the internet. Right. John, <laughs> keep keep talking. Keep continue where you were left off, John. Hey, what? Uh, okay. All right. So anyway, I like the fact that they're not just jobbing out bear country here. Uh, the big guy can do a moonsault, but he doesn't know he's not going for a tag. So there's a weird moment there where he. He misses the moonsault, and then it looks like he's going for a tag, but he stops in the corner and just stops because he realized that he wasn't supposed to go for a tag then. So he just looked at his partner and started crawling over like he was going to go for a tag. And then I'm guessing the dude we don't know was yelling at him, no, no, it's not time for a tag. So he just yeah. he just kind of sheepishly put his hand back down and kind of curled up into a little bear ball. It was really cute. Bear um, ball. So, yeah, you can do a moonsault, but you can't put a match together. You're an idiot. Uh, Baby Bear goes for a dive but misses, allowing the hot tag to Bowens. He fires up enough that the Kodiak, see, I'm, I'm doing bear references now, uh, is able to pick himself back up. Uh, less and less following of the rules, and I dislike that very much. Everybody's in the ring at all times. Nobody's getting told to get the fuck out. Referee isn't enforcing anything. I don't like that. Stereo famous. did mention that that the referee was showing a lot of latitude in this match, which they wouldn't have bothered to do on Dynamite. Right. That is true. At least they pointed out. Um, and later on in the night, the referee kind of gets back into a place where they're they're making the rules be enforced. So it's good. Uh, Todd Brantley says, "But I'm black, so I can say that, and it's not racist or prejudiced." Yes, of course. Yes, I agree. Okay. Me, me, Jimmy T. I agree. Yes, yeah. and and so yeah. do I, Jimmy T. And Dr. Jeff Lithman agrees as well. <laughs> Did you I say mean, we can't tell Jeff ourselves Lithman? apart either, even in our own heads. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember who I am. It's Good night, mate. <laughs> uh, uh. All right. Jimmy is apparently dying. Um, so Don't make me sad. laugh. That's very sad. <laughs> um Anyway, Max Caster gets on the mic. He says they're the best two-man group in AEW, and they're back. They can't be stopped. Uh, Bowens wants Greenboro to throw up the scissors and make some noise for Billy Gunn. Uh, Billy, we know you're watching, and uh, we love you, Billy. The world loves you, Billy. And everyone loves the acclaimed. Um, Do you love the promo. acclaimed? I'm not sure if I love the acclaimed anymore. Does anyone love the acclaimed? I thought this was a decent little promo, to be sure. honest with you. No, like, it was a great promo. It was all right. It was, it was yeah, cool. like it was. It was a good little promo. It wasn't mm -hmm. much, 
Um, Caster seemed more comfortable than I think he usually does when he's talking. He does a good job with the raps, but he very rarely seems like he's anything other than kind of, you know, deer in the headlights when he has to actually speak on a microphone. Um, but uh, Bowen's continued to be really good here. Um, and yeah, I, I like... But I like the emotion is overkill. It is. The emotion is a little overkill. And I just need to, I need to see, I need to hear from Billy Gunn at this point, like is what mm -hmm. I really need. I need to know where Billy's head is at. Um, since like they're, they keep alluding to it. So they're definitely going to come back to it. It's not like Billy Gunn is done. They're, they're going to come back to it at some point. Right. But um, I resent that name, Labrat. Uh, Labrat says <laughs> the new name for the show is Jimmy and the White Guys. I, I like it. <laughs> I resent that. It should be Chris and the White Guys. And right, I will it's not just Chris's show. Else. Damn it! How about just the White Guys? Because nobody knows who's who. Right. No, no. I need to get top billing. It's my show. Uh, the four he, I the think four you want me because I love that. Yeah. You didn't do that right, Chris. You got to do it like the Miz. It's my show. It's my show. Right. I, I yeah. think you meant that in a different sort of way, though. But, but anyway, we, maybe because ethnically, I'm the most ethnic out of all you guys. Technically, so, oh, shut well, up! If you know what I mean, like you know, my last name's not Smith or anything like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whatever, you big malaka. Just <laughs> you yeah. fucking bogan. Shut your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You but, guys, all right. No. You know, I, I think you know, what, I, one of the things, because, I, I mean, Lance is a friend of, with Billy. Billy and Lance are good friends. Oh, I and, really? Yeah. Lance. Uh, yeah. So uh, it's it's interesting. So through Lance, you can sometimes see he'll post stuff. And, like, Billy's wife and Lance are friends. And I think, like, they help with nutrition. Like, they have a nutrition place. And that's how Lance kind of keeps his nutrition up and stuff like that. And, like, apparently his wife is just out on instagram just posted pictures of him chilling at her shop and just sleeping in the shop like really he's he's <laughs> retired like he looks done he looks like yeah i'm, I'm not maybe he's done maybe there's nothing more look, to he's it. 59 I mean, years old you right. know i mean like i mean he's not no, young he's not you know he the, you don't carry around his boots yeah. as, no as a gimmick if he's fully retired this this is part of the work is he is he going to be retired soon probably but th this is this is obviously a gimmick and by the way i i don't think that it's been too long yet that we haven't heard from billy it if this goes on another couple weeks without him saying anything like anything at all like just even like a video message like on instagram or tiktok it's like i told you guys i'm done that that that, that would be enough to tease it and then play it forward but as far as the match was concerned i like the match and and their country didn't come in to be jabronis completely. They turned into jabronis. Uh, and I like, you know, and this was a match where, you know, it wasn't it wasn't 15 minutes. They weren't giving obvious losers too much offense. I thought that it was just like, plus they played into the story that, I mean, I, I think it was, I think it was Taz who said that I, I, or maybe it was Nigel. He said, I have to believe if Billy Gunn was there, they would have already won this match. So he did mention that specifically. And so if part of it is that they're having a little bit more trouble with strategy and they're not as effective without Billy Gunn that, and it's, and it took a little longer is okay, but I thought it was a good match. And then, and you know, listen, as, as much as I joke about, you know, people that you forgot work for AEW, um, you know, and one of those was Bear Country or Iron Savages, as it might be. Um, 
it was good to see them again. It's just weird that there was this third guy and nobody told us who he was because unless you watch wear singlets and watch being the elite, you would have no idea who he was. Well, mm. thank you for your comments, lucky. John. Uh, yeah, you're so lucky that I do watch Being the Elite and I know, and I know these things. So, yeah. why? Actually, I don't watch Being why? the Elite. I just watch We're it sometimes. Not lucky. That is not. That is not. He's a very lucky. Very no. soft lucky. So lucky. Mm -hmm. um, all right. Well, speaking of four lucky. interchangeable white <laughs> white guys, the Bang Bang Gang are backstage uh, mm. for an interview. This was fucking awesome. I mean, this was a really, really effective backstage interview. They bullied the pretty lady with the microphone, which, mm -hmm. I mean, hey, what's he, what's more heelish than that? Um, when Jay White first came in, it was kind of funny because there's subtle things that I'm noticing about Jay White now that I really, really am appreciating. So he came in originally, and he's leaning down like to, to get himself to the microphone, right? Because she's just holding the microphone at like her level, right? Mm -hmm. Well, Jay White is a relatively tall dude, right? At least, you know, for AEW, he's relatively tall. So he's like leaned over talking to her, and that's how he starts. And then eventually he just stands up and like grabs the microphone and brings it up to his face. Like, this is where you're supposed to fucking put the microphone, lady. Right. Um, I thought that that was really good, really subtle little moment there. Um <clears throat> He says that there's uh, there's another group in this in this company that call themselves the elite, but they have no right to call themselves that. And also, calling yourself the best brother tag team in AEW when the guns are around is disrespectful. And um, I'm glad he said it because I mean we all said this last week when they were doing the oh it's the two best brother tag teams in wrestling history again in a world where Harlem Heat and the Steiner brothers exist. You don't get to fucking call yourself that, um, but that you know that notwithstanding i really really like this this backstage interview and uh, the dudleys and the dudleys right. yeah oh, exactly yeah, of course and edging christian. christian right <laughs> yeah and the brothers of destruction jesus mm, yeah. um no but even even if we're going with legitimate brother tag teams there are just way more that are better than those two teams um so yeah, I. What did you guys think of this? What did you guys think of this? Because I, I honestly, I came away from this. It was like a thirty-second interview skit, and I honestly thought, like, okay, I'm starting to understand the main event potential of Jay White. Like, I've I've already been like starting to, but this is just a continuation of it, where I'm watching the subtle things that he does and going, man, this guy is really good at professional wrestling. Like, he's really, really good at playing a heel. That that thing where like he's leaning down and then he just like takes the microphone and kind of aggressively brings it up to his face. Like, you know, and you could sort of see like the, the thought in his head was like, fuck, this lady doesn't know what she's doing kind of thing. Um, I, I loved it, but uh, let's start with you, Jeff. What did you think of this, uh, this backstage interview? I mean, I agree mostly with you. I thought it was very good. I thought it was very effective. Um, I'm not coming onto the JY bandwagon. I think I was already there with the, with the first time they introduced the cardboard cutout. Uh, and I was wondering they, what they're going to do with a four-person group on the show that seems to have a much more limited cast. But now they're now they're obviously working towards two more crossovers where the cast of Collision can meet the cast of the rest of AEW, which is both a good thing and a bad thing. It's good for the company writ large. It's good for matches. I just hope it doesn't have Tony Khan booking creep and organization into collision. So I'm of a little bit of a mixed mind there. But no, I think it's good. I, we all talked about the guns, you know, the, the, the whole brother tag team thing. Uh, and, you know, and also 
one of the rumored matches for All In is Jay White, Juice Robinson, and I think Takeshita against Kenny Omega, Hangman Page, and Ibushi, which is obviously something that's been thrown together, uh, if it's even true. But it is, you know, sort of your some of your second tier, third tier top guys on 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 AW uh, Prime versus you know your your top bad guy faction on on collision so I, I think that's all cool yeah no awesome uh thank you jimmy uh for those comments um so vlaki what comments yeah. what are you talking about <laughs> um, all right jimmy i'm gonna let you i'm gonna let you go ahead and take your uh take your victory lap here because you you told me when Jay White first showed up, you know, just give him time. You'll see. I fucking You'll told see. you that too back on the other show too. So you did. So did Vet. My guest. So did Vet. So I'm gonna. I'm so Chris, shut up down there. And uh, <laughs> John from Australia, go ahead and tell us what uh, what you what you thought about this when you saw this when you saw this. Go promo. for it, John. Actually, no. Look, uh, uh, Jay White has been one of these guys that. On, off, on, and off the uh, mic. He, he's been, he's been great. You know, and it's just one of those things where he's a slow burn. He takes time. He's not one of these guys that's going to come in and be all flashy and and everything. Yes, vet. We did say Jay White, and you, me, Jimmy, all told these other motherfuckers Jay White's the best. And now today, um, Canada Jimmy said that. Uh, you mean that you mean he was, Jimmy. he's good. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, he's been great. Like he's and like when you watch him wrestle, Jay White is probably one of the best counter wrestlers you will see in wrestling. Like when someone goes for a move, he knows how to like counteract the move. He it's like he studies the person and knows their moves and counteracts that kind of stuff. And he's so good with that in the ring and then off the mic and on the mic, he's just really good. He's not. He doesn't have to be all like. Yelly screaming, be that kind of guy that gets his point across. And it's the little things, like you said, Chris, I think that's where sometimes it gets lost that people lose the little things. And that's where he really excels. It's making those points and doing those things to where you understand where he's coming from, even with the little things. And I look, he's, he's really, really great. I'm biased because, you know, again, Jacob got to meet him thanks to uh, some people's. So um, he's not that big because Jacob here is he's five. Not. Six. He's actually quite small. Um, he's five six in this picture. This is two years ago. Um, right. So he's five, he's five six. Well, I've been next to him too, and I was like taller than him. Yeah. Who? Jay White. Jay White. Yeah. He's five six. No, J- no Jason, <laughs> Jacob was five six in that, that picture. Yeah, um, Jay White was like six one. No, no, like no, 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 no. Maybe five ten. Five ten. One hundred percent. At best, right. so he's a giant in AEW. Right, he's he's a he's a huge man in AEW, which means which is again why Lance has Should. no teacher there because you know it's um, sad, dude. It's yeah. so sad. But you know uh, he really is. He's he's such Who did a Lance piss off. I don't know. Like that's the whole piss thing. No one. He's too big, Jeff. You know this. Come on. Now, there are big people that's been on the show. They just lose, but they're on. Right, but yeah, it, like, in a, like when you when you have like, like later tonight you have Hobbs and and Miro and they said the two of the biggest men on the AEW roster and I'm thinking the fuck you have Luchasaurus you have Lance Archer like these guys aren't you know I, I don't know yeah you know, 
Sanderson, um, the most useless seven foot something wrestler out there. Oh, anyway, God. but to get back to Jay White, he's he's really really good, and you should be watching him and his finger bang crew. So <laughs> finger bang crew, the I love the name crew. Bang Bang Club. I, 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 I'm actually sort of uh, really coming to love it. I don't know why it just has a good ring to it. Bang I Bang. I want to Club. see them do a skit at the Outback Steakhouse where they all get the Bang Bang Shrimp. <laughs> And say good day, mate. At the end of it, I gotta say, there's something, there's something in wrestling, you know, lately where where people are really obsessed with, uh, well, with getting people off in in less traditional ways. I mean, we've got we've got the we've got the finger bang club here, you know. Um, mm-hmm. There's the they were you know the shield were fisting each other left and right for a while there. <laughs> um, we got scissors, you know, scissoring, you know. We we're doing we're doing an awful lot of. Yeah, we're doing an awful lot of this kind of thing lately in professional wrestling. So ass just, boys, yeah, ass boys. Yeah, and, uh, we got the finger banger ricocheting with his fingers. Yeah, his oh, get away from my cords, you little <laughs> bastard! Stop it! <laughs> oh, that's not nice. I know it doesn't yeah. hurt him though. <laughs> it doesn't hurt them. Yeah, they're all right. Okay. Anyway, we get a recap for the whole MJF and Cole team up. Um, it was a fine recap, and then uh, Willow comes out and she's just dancing all over the place she's happy and she's just yeah well, you gotta get the head bob with the hair you, you forgot the head bob with her hair so i did forget i can't right. do both things at the same time oh okay. all right okay anyway so yeah. Her and Chris Statlander are facing off against Mercedes Mar- Mercedes Martinez and Diamante, uh, who came out together and looked like kind of a legitimate tag team. Yeah, I wonder if they're I wonder if their their contracts are coming up and they're trying to show off to WWE like, hey, um, you guys are having problems with your women's tag team. <laughs> You're looking and, and for a Latina song. group. <laughs> yeah, they came are out. Are we getting women's like tag, tag team? championships possibly in AEW because we need more belts oh fuck no hashtag yeah absolutely more (laughs) oh no true that's all right we'll get trios women's championships too boys we're getting the extreme death match champion this this very (laughs) wednesday we're at risk for another belt (laughs) jesus christ oh god uh anyway (sighs) the match uh it starts off really good teamwork from the latina contingent um including a pose down where they appear to have willow hogtied Yes, I said Willow Hogtide. Because <laughs> 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 she's fat. Get it? Who um, came up with this idea? I wonder who. I don't I know. But... Getting off on some a new way of getting off. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. No, well, she was bending sure. down. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but she's kind of helpless. Get away from my breakfast. Those cats are—they're punching on in the background, dude. Too. They're fucking annoying. Um, <laughs> so the, these four are basically as annoying as like the Bang Bang game, like to everybody else backstage. They're just always there. They're always there. Ricky, Ricky. See, he did the Ricky. All right, now get the fuck out of here, all of you. Are they new cats, right? All of them. Yeah, they're just they're here for a couple of weeks. Anyway, so <laughs> the heat from the heels happens during the break, which was really fucking annoying. So um, mm. this was one of those situations where I'm not sure that um, our American contingent are going to agree with me. And I think Jimmy, you watch the same feed I do, right? Where you get very I did few this time. I did. No, I had I watched the no commercial version. You watched the no commercial version. Okay, yeah. so 
I thought that this was a really good wrestling match. Like, this was the second time in a row here where I've seen Mercedes Martinez and been legitimately impressed. Because there's been other times where I've seen Martinez wrestle and I've thought, I don't understand why do people talk about her like she's good. She's not good. But the last match that she had in AEW was a really good example of her working properly, especially against Chris Statlander, who just legitimately sucked that match, right? This match was very similar in that I was watching it and everything Mercedes Martinez did looked like solid professional wrestling. Like, not great, not not out of this world, not Serena Deeb good, but like really solid. She looks hard hitting Really as well, solid right. professional wrestling. And, uh, and then Statlander got in the ring. So that was... That oh, dude, how bad was that sweep? Like that how she bad did? were her drop Ugh. kicks? She did two drop kicks that might have hit Diamante in the hip. Like, yeah. if you can't get the elevation, don't do the fucking move. Yeah. She's so I, I, hate, I hated the uh, get up. So Mercedes Martinez gets up and is like, oh, and she throws her into them and does that stupid sweep, you know, you know, whatever move. And it was like, there were times where it was just like, no, I agree. With you. There were times where this match, Chris was good, and then there were there were like those moments where it was like complete and utter shit. Like, yeah, there were times when this match was good, and then Chris Statlander came into it. it. Like, she's not good. She is not a good professional wrestler. I thought there was a pretty cool uh, moment here where I actually thought Willow might have legitimately hurt herself because it looked like she was supposed to fall onto the apron, but she's fat, so she fell right onto the floor instead. Um, and it looked like she might have hurt her ankle, to be honest with you. Because even when she got up for the dive later, um, Mercedes Martinez actually picked Diamante up in like the razor's edge position and then threw her onto the faces on the outside, which, I mean, that's kind of a face move. Maybe don't do that if you're heels. But it looked cool. And also, I, it kind of looked like Willow just barely sort of stood up to take that shot because she was... I, it looked like she was hurt, and then she seemed fine after that. So maybe she was just doing a really good job of selling what happened. Um, but anyway, the referee nice. the referee <laughs> loses control a little bit at the end of this match, where there's people sort of everywhere, but it played into the finish. Mm -hmm. So the referee's distracted, trying to tell everybody, get out, you get out, you get out, you get out. What the hell's going on over here? And while the referee's distracted, Diamante's able to basically uh, help uh, help add leverage to mercedes martinez's pin and so they get the win by cheating and the referee kind of losing track of what happened worked for the end of the match so yeah i this was one of those matches where i was looking at it and i thought okay i'm gonna give this like a positive review for the match but chris statlander man i i I want to like Chris Statlander because Chris Statlander has probably one of the coolest looks of anybody in the women's division right now. Like, she has a great look, right? But her work has just not been good since her return. I haven't seen a single match of hers where I haven't, where I haven't just gone, this is objectively bad. Um, Jeff, am I being too harsh? 
No, I, I think when I think you were being a, a, too generous when you said that she has a cool look. No, that's subjective. I mean, I don't think there's anything particularly. I actually agree about with you, her. Jeff. Actually, on that. I mean, I think she has I'll cool tattoos on her arms, but but I don't think her look is. I mean, even when she comes down to the ring, like what she she goes, "I'm here, I'm the champion, and I get to team with Willow," which is supposed to be like a face, but she comes off it's like the a Long heel. Island connection. These two, they're both from Long Island, but one well, was from Andromeda originally, so I'm confused. Well, maybe, but she act, but she still sounds and comes off like a heel. But yeah, I mean, this was a good tag team match, but Chris Statlander was definitely the weak link. But it didn't take. I mean, I guess I just come in knowing that, and I really wasn't paying attention to her. But but Diamante and Mercedes really acted like a team. They had coordinated offense. They both did the the uh, the down below co uh, coordinated drop kicks to you know uh, you know simultaneously. I mean, it, maybe they have worked together on the indies before, or whatever it is. But that I'm sure they have. Yeah, well, that worked very well, and I like the I like the uh, Carmella you know, Uso cheating way to to get the win, and I thought that that was I thought it was all good, and the heels won, which is you know supposed to of course, which is what's supposed to happen in the unimportant tag match with the person with the title. So it's wrestling 101. All of this was booked like wrestling 101. So I I mean, so this was one of the better women's matches on, on on it and and almost certainly the best women's tag team match i've seen on AEW. so yeah i i had no problem with that I, the, this match was good this was this was a up to this point for the most part this show was pretty good yeah i agree i agree and then it took a little bit of a turn here and then they got it back for the main event to be honest with you like that was sort of my review of it but um i also thought that this was one of the best th this was the best women's match I've seen in a while on AEW. Like, uh, maybe since the last time I saw Mercedes, Mercedes Martinez in a, in a wrestling match. So, you know, good on her. She seems to be actually doing her job, which is carrying people who can't necessarily work that well to pretty decent matches. Um, John, we'll go to you first, then we'll ask Jimmy what he thought of the match. But what did you think of this match, John? Um, you know, I've seen Willow wrestle a couple times, and Martin Martinez is a solid as always. Even when she has a bad match, it's it's usually not her fault. You know, it's usually the person in the ring with her. Uh, Diamante, I'm kind of more eh, with and say with Statlander. You know, but it showed to me in this match how good Martinez is as a ring general. She does a really great job of. She's underrated, like I think, leading as a this. Like general, she, you right. could, you could tell she was leading this match for the most part. Yeah, you know, and that she was, she did a really good job of putting this together and then working. And I feel like Diamante's game raised because she was partnered with uh, Mercedes, and I really feel like she stepped up because. And I don't know if they have been working together, but I know Mercedes Martinez does a lot of really, you know, putting people under her wing and training her. I've seen that a lot with some of the people that have come through here. They mentioned that about her, that she takes interest in people and she trains them to build them up. Um, and she's a really good trainer. So uh, to see this match and then, it, it, like you said, every time Stetletter got into the ring, it felt like it was a completely different match. And it, it was went fucking amateur hour, man. I'm it not really exaggerating when I say that I think her drop kicks – and she was clearly not going for like a low drop kick. She was going for a regular drop kick to the chest, and as as the the greatest height she could possibly manage was about the hip area of Diamante, 
Right. Who is a very small wrestler, by the way. She's not large. And I mean, well, it's. Chris, Chris Statlander's one of her biggest problems, objective problems, is that her knees have been shattered. Two, yes. One of them twice, one of them once. And they're reconstructed. And she doesn't wrestle with any realization that she has no strength in her knees and mm -hmm. she shouldn't be putting undue pressure on it. She insists on doing like moonsaults and flips over the ropes where she lands on her legs. And you can't do a drop kick if you can't jump. Yeah, you're you're look, you're you're at this point already stone cold Steve Austin and you're like 24 years old. It's cool that you're showing pictures of you and Instagram in the lab, you know, or in the gym deadlifting 400 pounds or whatever the shit it is you're doing. But you're not that wrestler anymore. You're now Stone Cold Steve Austin with your two knee braces and the way they are. You have to change your wrestling. And it, that's, I think, the biggest problem is she doesn't want to change. And so it comes across clunky and amateurish and not good because of the way she portrays herself. And, and she's look, in the ring with Mercedes Martinez, who can show her exactly how to wrestle as a power woman wrestler without an air game. Bingo. And, and that's the thing. Um, uh, I wow. agree with that. That's media uh, in five. She's, she's, yeah. she's, 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 she's not pretty, but that's how we're going to focus on at the moment. Right. Pretty, yeah. Uh, you know, but that's, I think she's that's got a mustache. That's, look, whatever. But the point is this she's better than Statlander. Statlander just oh, yeah. needs to make a change. She needs yeah. to, look, she needs to lose this belt and then she needs to go back and go, look, I can't do the shit I used to do. You know, I've got to make a change because I'm the one bringing this down. If she doesn't look at this match and go back and look at it and realize she's the problem, she's the one that brought this match down and that she needs to go into the lab and make a change on her wrestling style, then she is the child that CM Punk was talking about. This is someone who's immature, not willing to make a change and doesn't, you know, is not going to help the business in the long run. Yeah, she's got to change her style. You know, you, you made a really good, you know, comparison there with Stone Cold Steve Austin. We know that after he broke his neck, he basically, like he said to himself, listen, I can't keep working this style. I can't keep being the, you know, the, the super technical wrestler. I have to start going to brawling. And by the way, um, Stone Cold Steve Austin made basically all of the money he made with that style, not yep. being the technical genius, right? The ringmaster never made a fucking dime, but Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, raise hell and leave, that shit works. So, mm -hmm. yeah, if you're if you're listening, Chris Statlander, again, I think you have a really cool look. Um, you seem like a really nice person in real life. Change up your style a little bit, and you might not only you know have a longer career, you might have a better one. You might actually be able to have a better, more successful one. But see, Chris, is it is it really her fault? I mean, we forget that she's only been in the business for like three and a half years. Funny it's, enough, it's and true. She's still very green, right? It's true, and I feel like I feel like something that I need to do to like walk the line when I'm when I'm when I'm complaining about what happens on these shows. It comes across sometimes as if I'm just complaining about the wrestlers, and I'm not right. Most of the decisions that we're talking about that need to be made are decisions that somebody in the background needs to be having a conversation with these people about, right? And pay hey, attention to all them. Jesus, because clearly they're not. Hey, we already had a guy do – we already had a tag team earlier tonight that did the, the whole 
finish where everybody's in the ring and both guys lock in submissions and then both of the losers tap out at the same time. Guys, not you're not doing that in the main event because we already yeah. had someone do that tonight. Um, Chris, listen, we love you. We want to see your career you know, go on for a long time and we feel like there's real money there with you. But your dropkick fucking sucks. You can't do a drop down anymore. You're not going to be able to wrestle you know, doing high-flying moves or anything like that, you got to change your style up a little bit. Become more of a brawler. Let's see what you can do if you just go out there and throw a bunch of punch and kicks and do like a really, you know, really work on your firing up, right? Mm. Really work on that and see if we can get the crowd with some more simple basic movements, right? There should be someone backstage who has the power and the respect of everybody to go, hey, let's change this up a little bit. And that's something that I feel is missing in the whole show. Yeah. I mean, you have fucking Arn Anderson back there, and you're not going to listen to that guy. You know, I mean, the guy put together to see the matches, and he put together all these other things, and you're not going to listen to that guy? You're not going to tap into his position? You're not Bro, gonna listen when, to when I saw Brandon Cutler talk shit to Jim Ross, and Brandon Cutler wasn't immediately fired... I basically figured there's no fucking hope for this company. Yeah. Right. Jim Ross came out and he was like, I just don't understand, you know, a spot where guys are standing around in a corner, you know, uh, huddled together like quails and waiting for the guy to dive on them. Mm -hmm. So then, you know, Brandon Cutler was like, tune in this Wednesday where we'll all, you know, hang out in a corner and gather around like quails while we wait for Uh, someone to dive on top of us. If I was in charge of the company, first of all, First of all, Brandon Cutler is useless. He, he's yeah, only useless, there because truly, of who he's friends with. Useless. But even if he was a decent mid-carder, if he had talked that shit to Jim Ross, you're fired. Yeah, You go the fuck home. You're, I don't need you. You let your fucking contract run out. You can stay at home. If you're going to fucking disrespect people like that, like that, you're going to disrespect Jim fucking Ross. Mm-hmm. No, we don't need you in this company. No, we don't need you. Like, if somebody was on this show, right? This is my show, right? Because I'm I'm the one in charge. If somebody came on this show and was talking just mad shit about fucking Bin Hameen, I would mute you and I'd kick you out of the fucking show. And you don't come back. Yeah. You don't get to come back because that guy is a fucking genius and we need to be respectful, right? Jim Ross is that guy in the back. You know, he's the guy who they should be listening to and nobody fucking does, which baffles me it baffles me every fucking time i think about it well this is the eternal question with aw are there people in the back even trying to control and book it or are there not and are the wrestlers just not listening or do they book themselves i think they book themselves so when jimmy says whose fault is it yeah it's everybody's fault but at this point i don't think there's any difference in the management style at aw so at this point the onus falls on the wrestlers themselves i mean when when we were just talking about uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, I think both John and Chris, I can't tell white people apart, uh, both said that Stone Cold Steve Austin changed his style because he knew to do that. And Chris Statland- Statlander needs to know how to do that also. Or she needs to ask somebody's advice or whatever it is. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop guessing on what's happening because we know that there's no continuity manager. There's nobody that's doing oversight booking. There might be people who are agenting or helping to produce particular matches, but they're not, 
it, it's like here in the U.S., this is a terrible analogy, but when I talk to people who started a business in Maryland, but it turns out that they're violating a federal trademark, and like, but Maryland gave me the, the, the name. Yeah, that's because the Maryland state government doesn't talk to the federal government. There's, there's no coordination there. You still have to, you know, and then try to tell them how to fix it. Anyway, it's the same thing. Like, no one's talking to each other, even though they might be doing the exact right thing, even though the simultaneous submission uh, might be clever w once in a while on a show or is an interesting gimmick for the BCC or was at some point. It's not when somebody else does it and certainly not on the same show. There's too many of the same stories and the same lines. So I'm going to say that, that it is her fault because there's there's nobody, there is no oversight. There's no showrunner. Yeah, no, exactly. There's nobody, <laughs> there's nobody who has the power and the authority and the respect backstage to be able to go up to these people and say, hey, listen, you don't even have to be disrespectful about it. You could be a totally like soft style communicator and just go, listen, you can't do that because somebody else is doing it already. We can't have two different teams finishing their match with the double with the double fucking submission thing. We just can't. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't know. But I think the point I think the, the thing is, too, though, Why the fact of the matter is we know that backstage, I guarantee you after this match, that somebody blew smoke up all their asses, especially Statlander. Great job. This was a wonderful match. All yeah. of you did great. You were all wonderful. So why does Statlander think she needs to change if she's getting smoke blown up her ass the entire time? You know, yeah. I guarantee you there's not someone back there going, look, criticizing, look, you did this, did this, did this. No, there is no structure. There is nothing backstage. It's all blowing smoke up people's asses because we – we like them and we don't know we don't want them to like go away you know right. arn anderson's back there for one purpose and that's to keep his kid yeah. yeah exactly it's how how else do you keep that kid that kid employed well and, and he's gained well, weight too and looking ugh. anyway well, he well needed he's gaining weight he's trying to look more like an anderson but he's still yeah. but he looks like a spastic Anderson. Let's be he's honest. On a, right? He's on a per appearance view. He's he not, is S A W F T soft. Yeah. Um, I'm right. sure we can so get into the, him in about ten minutes when we get to we his. We can match. indeed. And all right. Shout out to El Plaga, by the way, or El Plaga, whatever you want to say. Yeah. Right. Good dude. Um, all right. So Tony Storm is back to being a slightly uh, weird, angry, pissed off PTA boss. I'm not exactly sure what the character is, but I like it. I hope they actually do consistently because she did this last week on Saturday and then Wednesday she was back to not doing it and now she's back to doing it again on Saturday. So can we get some consistency here? Because I actually like the character. It's kind of fun and like a little weird and different. Um, pretty I took it like lady. as a 50s pinup like lady, you know, actress, like a 50s kind of with the hairstyle and the way she kind of. But like one, but like one who's like not pretty anymore, or like right. her husband doesn't want to fuck her anymore. Like that's sort yeah, of the definitely the jaded, fucking sexually deprived. Yeah, like the jaded kind of you know fifties supermodel who was really pretty and isn't considered pretty anymore. But one thing I have noticed though is Tony's new sort of character, and it was kind of building to this before she actually turned to whatever she is right now. Remember how I was saying to you guys on previous weeks how she's going in and out between an Australian accent and an English accent? I don't mm -hmm. know if you guys remember that. Well, she was doing that during this promo also. At first, she was talking very Australian, right, with her accent. And then towards the end of her promo, she started getting sort of like English again. So I don't know if she's having a nervous breakdown or, 
Like, who said the hot mess character? Was you, John? Uh, no, sorry, no, it Jeff. A, yeah, it was me. I feel like it's a mix between a hot mess and but the, sort of a Marilyn Monroe sort of thing. If you're right, Jimmy, with the accent thing, that's clever, except it's too clever for us here in North America because we don't, we do, we can't distinguish that well enough between the accents. But I know, believe listen, me, I know that. In, in a vacuum, <laughs> and I say this a lot, in a vacuum, right. I like this interview segment. I thought it was funny, so I could enjoy it for what it was. But a week ago, her character was the hot mess. She was having a right. breakdown. And then by Wednesday, she was Marilyn Monroe. She was composed. Yes, yeah, she had a bathrobe on, but underneath, she was in her wrestling attire. She was fully done. And not just basic wrestling attire. She had, she had like, accessories. This week, it's a new robe, a nicer robe. She's still done up. Her hair is done. Her makeup is impeccable. And so she's talking about a hard time and all that. So I, so I like... Week I liked a week ago that character. I thought that was funny. That what what was happening. I thought that was interesting. This there were elements of it, but the other elements betrayed it because she was right. all put together perfectly. Now that that's fine. I I don't even care so much about this because I liked it. I like I like the thrown shoe. I like how she was disrespecting Lexi. But this is my real. <laughs> that issue. was funny. The thrown shoe yes. thing like that, that got yeah. me. I, like but, but I the whole a, thing was good. But I. I that fucking shoe came through the TV, and I was well, like, that was oh, great. my God. I have a much bigger issue with this segment because this is the first time that I realized that at All In, this is a fatal four-way match. It's not a title match. I had no idea that this was a this was a fatal four-way match, that it was going to be Tony Storm versus, obviously, Britt Baker, uh, you know, Sheeta, and whoever the other fucking one, but I, I thought it was going to be a one-on-one <laughs> that they were going to have two more matches between now and then, and it was going to be a one. So there's going to be one more match between now and then, and then there's going to be the fatal four. We're going to have to wait. All in, all out, Jeff. I, but this, what is it? Did anyone, am I the only one that didn't know this was a fatal four-way match book for all in? That this I didn't tournament... realize it either until. I, I, knew, I knew it was a fatal four-way. Yeah. I actually okay. didn't. When did they announce that originally? Yeah. Oh, I, that was like the that was the original announcement was that it was going to be a fatal four way. But it, I mean, you guys could have I mean, fooled me. There was no fucking explanation about why it was going to be a f- fatal four way, especially because Tony Storm is enacting her rematch policy. Which there's no such thing as that in AEW, clearly. Chris. And a rematch is when you get to fight the same person who beat you before, and you get a one on one contest. It's not. I get to have another shot at the title in a different match with yes, other people around us. <laughs> that's not what a fucking rematch is. And you're going to be happy about it too, Chris. Because that's not how the fucking English language works. <laughs> a re-something is that something it. over again. Okay? Uh... Rematch means you're having the same match over again. That's how the fucking English language works. Don't shoot the messenger. Chris, it's, your just it's, it's your fault. It's your fault, and you Greeks <laughs> fucked up the languages. And if everybody would just what? speak Germanic properly, you know, if everyone would just speak proper Germanic languages, for fuck's sakes, we'd all be better off. Oh no, Mykonos. Yeah, yeah, Mykonos. Well, like he said it. You said it like Mykonos. Yeah, well, Troy. Cox, it's Mykonos. Troy. Cox. <laughs> yeah. All right. Or um, Travis Brutus. Yeah, those two. I don't know. A two Brutus. Um, <clears throat> Samoa Joe versus Pete Dunn is up next. Pete Dunn. Sorry, that's Andrew Everett. Yeah. Not Pete Dunn. Sorry. I thought, hey, Pete Dunn. 
No. Cameron Grimes' oh, former tag man. team partner in Impact. Yeah. I, That's where I knew him from. Like, I knew I knew him from somewhere. And Ring of Honor. Oh. He, he was supposed to be the next big fan. <laughs> hasn't panned out. Yeah. <laughs> well, everyone's favorite Israeli, Aaron Ben Shlomo, says, here I was thinking that, that I butcher English as in himself, but then the Americans do it more than he does. Uh, everyone's <laughs> favorite Israeli is Gal Gadot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, objectively. Aaron, I love you, but like, if I, if I had a chance to hang out with you or, or Gal Gadot, I'm hanging out with one. Uh, yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. He's All right. Man. So anyway, uh, Joe's going to kill you chant breaks out and Joe is not playing any games. He gets right to work. Um, it's a quick squash match here. Joe wins with the choke. But once again, I like that this kid got to show off a little bit of his athleticism. At one point, he went for a move. He went for like a dive into the ring, and Joe did his walk away thing, which oh, usually sees cool. the people That's just surprising. fall flat, right? Mm-hmm. right? Flat. But instead of instead of falling flat, he did like a a roll forward. Looked really athletic. And a kip up. <laughs> looked really athletic. He did a kip up. Right, he was able to show off a little bit of who he is. I'm, I'm imagining that's that's how Andrew Everett works. Right, is that you know he he does some pretty good athletic stuff, um, but Joe still won quickly, which is the right way to go. And I've said this since like since the first episode of Collision. One thing that I've noticed about Collision that's so much better than Dynamite is the squash matches are not just okay. I'm gonna give you my powerbomb symphony and that's it. You go home. The people losing the matches are allowed a moment to shine, right? Even against a guy like Samoa Joe, you're allowed a moment to shine. So speaking of shining, I'm going to go ahead and close this again. Todd, the comment king, <laughs> with the comment of the night saying, that offends me not as an American, but as someone who speaks proper English. <laughs> well, Todd, that's because you live very close to uh, to Canada, where we insist on speaking English properly, eh? And, um, and yes, you can, Aaron. Of course, you can. By all means. Hold on, hold on. It depends on the woman. Well, yeah. yeah as long as you're not ugly. Or Look, fat. I just looked at the chicky <laughs> reference. She's not bad, but she's still not Gal Gadot. She's not. Oh, oh like, well. Not I don't know, then, Aaron. Nah, you can do whatever you want, man. As long as Listen, you don't if, get it. If um, there's even a close to bang. favorable comparison to Gal Gadot, then the answer is yes. If there's a comparison to Nyla Rose, the answer is no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, where are we on the spectrum, right? Where right. that's the yeah. spectrum there. So she's it's definitely Nyla close. Rose she's to Gal Gadot. To, she's definitely closer to Gal Gadot for sure. Okay. So okay. On this match, I loved it. I thought it was perfect. What what more is there to say? I, I, Joe is Joe reacted perfectly. This was great. Mm-hmm. Yep. I love Joe. Joe is always still going to be one of my favorites, no matter what and what company he wrestles with, and no matter how old he gets. But I will say this: the only thing that kind of concerned me was did he look like tired after that match and sweaty i mean the match was no longer than 60 seconds right and he looked like he was puffed out by the end of it it was a couple of minutes long he did look winded but i think that that actually wasn't from the match i think it was from the intensity with which he gave the promo right maybe maybe yeah i I didn't really notice at that point i only noticed it after the match he wasn't giving the promo like you know punker i'm gonna see you at uh, at all in and I'll show you that I'm better than you are. It was like that typical Joe, like, right, typical, you know, punker. Up. Yeah. I'm going to kill you. And you know what I mean? Like, he really, like, you know, like, yeah. he dials himself in and even, like, physically reacts that way. It's like he's Which shaking. Which is great because he gets into it, like, into the moment, literally. Yeah. 
Right. You want to see the pores on his nose. You want to see his face red, and you want to see that sweat come down his temple. I, 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 I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't he, see him heavy breathing. Is he? Is, is he the best spoken, well spoken Samoan in the, the whole professional wrestling oh, business? Oh, 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 oh! What? I'm not even going there. The Rock. Excuse me, bro. What? Like- oh, okay. Sorry. I'll take that back. You're right. But he's half Samoan though, so he's not fully Samoan. To be fair, Roman I'm just Reigns saying. Was pretty good at, at that time. No, no, but I think I actually think Samoan Joe is very well educated compared to the others. All right, Jimmy, you're going to go on this island by yourself. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're of, on the of island of relevancy. Irrelevancy. Irrelevancy. <laughs> what man? I'm being. I'm not, Damn, I'm not being racist. Of, uh, Am I? Is that racist? <laughs> no, I'm not saying. Man, look at me. I don't speak the best English per se. When I say that, yeah, I'm no, talking really. about word wise, right? I've been talking but, about um, glass house and throwing a stone. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad, dude. Come on. What am I saying? I'm. I'm just no, saying. I, mean, I like the way you speak. Straight up, moron. Be quiet. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, John. It's like that. Yeah, John, be quiet. Yeah, yeah, um, John. You're the moron. All right, John, so Joe John is a moron. Idiot. You're a fucking idiot. What? Joe, who's a Joe moron? takes the microphone. Uh, he's, he's, he's your now and forever king of television. He wants his answer from CM Punk. Says the voice of the voiceless is a coward. He wants the match, and he's going to come get it. Even if Punk d- doesn't respond, uh, he's going to convince you, Punker. Um, Joe's just awesome. Give me more Joe. I love Samoa Joe. And this basically... Um, Samoa Joe, get it? I hate that they fucking, like, dubbed him on Twisted Metal. Like, let the man talk. He looks like a pig, doesn't he? On Twisted Metal kind of thing? He he looks like a clown. He's sweet tooth. Oh, yeah. There's a clown face. But they dubbed him. Like, they let Will Arnett speak for him. And I'm like... This is why Hollywood is out of money. Because they hire someone like Will Arnett to do a voice when they have someone that they're paying for. How do you do that shit, Jeff? Is that what they do now in Hollywood? Is this the new fad? Right. Really? And you and you do Mario Brothers and you hire Chris Pratt to do a voice that's not his own voice in Mario Brothers. You hire Vin Diesel for 15 Marvel movies to do say I am Groot. This this is why companies don't make money. Um, that just gave Legit. me a headache. That is ridiculous, straight up. Legit. Also, why would you hire Chris Pratt when you could hire, you know, Soft Rat or, um, <sighs> you know, Baked But why Rat? are they, but, but really? why are they doing this? Pratt? No, but really, why would they do this and think it's cool? Because they, because they want stars to go on the late night and the morning shows that people recognize to promote it. That's why. Why? Why okay, did they whatever. do this, Jimmy? Allow me to go ahead and, and 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 pop John here. Sheer fucking hubris. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Put that on your singlet. All right. Yeah. I will. Ooh, wait, wait, but what part of my singlet? Yeah. Where my nuts are? Where's KFC chicken or whichever is the sheerest? <laughs> yeah. Oh. I'm I assume that's hairy. around your nipple area, like Freddie Mercury. Yeah. I'm actually not that hairy, except for my face, of course. <laughs> But, right. but really, well, that's yeah. true. We've seen you, we've seen you wrestle, um, <laughs> you know, with the BCC. You're not you're not super. Right. Um, He's hairier than me. For... Get, get out of here. All right. So time for father of the year to make an entrance. Uh, Christian Cage and Lucha. They come out to say some stuff. Um, Love this Christian, guy. Christian says this is without a doubt the biggest family reunion I have ever been a part of. <laughs> Oh, I love Christian mm. and his redneck cracks are just, I mean, it, it, he loves being in the South because he just knows he's oh, going to yeah. piss people off. 
Yeah, he's great. Um, he knows there's a lot of second bests that have come out of North Carolina. Michael Jordan, for instance, second <laughs> that best hate. basketball player, um, which got heat from me even because I'm like, well, fuck you and fuck LeBron. Um, <laughs> fuck LeBron, also said, definitely. He also said Ric Flair, of course, isn't as good as Christian, so that <laughs> that got some heat too in the in the arena. Good, good stuff. Christian is just so fucking good. Yeah. Um, can we Cage. give him his flowers even more, though, Susie? He's that fucking good right now. I think the older he's getting, the better it is. Oh, I think it's always been sort of it's a matter been there. of opinion right. of who's better between him and Edge and Christian. I agree. Uh, I was saying that too earlier. I, I mean, you can easily make the argument that Christian is the better worker in terms of on the mic and just psychology in general. I think in the ring, too, like there's a very solid argument to make the christians a better wrestler than edge mm-hmm. uh he just doesn't have quite as good a look as edge right I exactly guess. spot on you know he doesn't have um, that big chin it, well i mean he's a smaller edge like the way he looks his well, look yeah, wise, yeah. He, he looks like a smaller edge edge yeah, is right. a big guy he's a tall lanky Ooh, guy he's tall, christian, yeah. christian is a smaller edge he, he got yeah, himself right. pretty, pretty big in the mid-aughts he he was he was steroid he was juice edge who, oh, yeah. yeah, he did. He did. Absolutely. He had a weird he body, big. though. It's like his chest was much bigger than his like lower part of his body, if you know what I mean. It was sort of like he wasn't as big as Test, but it was a, a Test-similar no. body. He was, right. he, was getting, he's, he was getting thick, but he's so long and lean that, it, that you know, he's never going to have John Cena arms, you know? Oh, hell no. No. Absolutely no, yeah. not. He's Instead not of rated like R, he was rated S for steroids. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> all right. So... Uh, Cage says that he feels disrespected by Darby Allen. Of all fucking people, where is this Darby Allen thing coming from? And isn't Darby I mean, Allen currently offended? in a feud with AR Fox and Swerve Strickland? This Again, is my well, question. This is my question. Well, well, let me ask you this, Chris. Wouldn't you be offended at looking at Darby Allen? I mean, I am it. offended by Meth Sting <laughs> as well, but I'm not offended by anything he's done. Just. No, no, I'm joking. Looks. It's a joke. But <laughs> no, I know um, it's stupid. I mean, I guess this is AEW, Chris. What we do is have one particular individual have three different feuds at three different times on three different shows. It's not good. Uh, not good at all. Um, Arn Anderson and comes out. He says, "He says, well, well, I'm Darby Allen. I- I'm, I'm not Darby Allen. Um, which you were right on the second one there, Arn. You're not Darby <laughs> Allen." Um, he says not? they're in horseman country. Uh, so his kid wants a match with Lucha, who Arn refers to as a sea monster. That was kind of funny. Um, <laughs> sea monster. Uh, I just I picture Arn Anderson backstage, like thinking about what he's about to say, and just going, "I really got to cut a promo on this fucking sea monster." Jesus. Christ. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I felt this is this is not going to be great analysis, but I feel like Arn may be showing the first signs of senility. It, it could be. It could be. I mean, the first signs might have been when he thought that his finger was a real gun. Um, well, or he kept falling off of things. I mean, how many times did he fall oh, off yes. the ring, the ramp? You're right. Yeah, you're right. That's true. I forgot about that. So anyway, this leads to Luchasaurus and Brock Anderson getting a match. So, yeah. We go to commercial real quick. So Luchasaurus gets, uh, gets some offense in. We go to commercial. And Jimmy, you watched the same feed I did, right? Yep. Fucking rest holds for two minutes. Holy fuck. I thought Lex Luger retired. What the <laughs> fuck is this? Actually, and not just that. It's funny that you point that out because during that moment, 
you know how commentary still pretty much commentates, right? But usually they say their best shit during the breaks. Usually, I noticed. Bad. I don't know if this, if if you noticed this, Chris, but for some reason it's it stood out for me. Did you notice Nigel was almost talking the whole time, like he was doing play by play? But even though Rick Bone is the play by play guy, yeah, he, he just he was trying to he was trying to have something be entertaining for anybody who happened to be watching because. Fuck me, was this boring. It wasn't even like a good, like solid headlock, you know, and then Brock would like power up and then come back down and then power up and come back down. You know that stupid fucking like Vulcan death grip thing where the guy (laughs) just stands over you and just like grabs your shoulder? It was that (laughs) for like a minute and a half. Two hands. What the fuck, guys? Well, well, that was my point. Because I noticed with Nigel, I assume because they're... Look, it's during a commercial break. That's your time to do some rest holds, to be fair. And sometimes that usually happens. So, And that's what we got here. I mean, clearly Brock Anderson is not cut out for this business. He can't go in the ring. He doesn't look fit. He's got the weirdest body. He's got small legs. Have you noticed, like, his legs are real small? Like, they're not, like... Do you know what I mean? They're, like, short. He's got short, stumpy legs. So I haven't Jimmy, paid enough attention to what Jeff looks like when he's wrestling. <laughs> right. right. Well, Jimmy, here's the thing. People are either going to have long torsos or short legs. <laughs> I get that, legs. but he's, but he's know, but people usually are proportioned right. He's, his legs are too small for the rest of his body. No, that's how people are proportioned. When they have, <laughs> like, there's no proportion. You either have a long torso or a long leg. Like, that's your whole bit. Like, Can't you be kind of even? I mean, this guy looks so out of way. The Anunnaki designed us. Right. You know, I mean, like, you, so like, like, for example, me, he's I have a lot like Dash Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm worse, but worse. the gold, and some have to push the carts for yeah. the gold. No, you he's know? just got the weirdest legs, man. I, I don't know. It's like, like with Flintstone, uh, like Fred Flintstone. You know what's weird? Your obsession with Brock Anderson's legs. Yeah. I um, can't stand this guy. Get him off the TV. I don't even want to talk about it. Let's I, agree on that. I he's honestly mad. thought, like, literally when I was watching this fucking shit in commercial, I was like, can I watch a fucking commercial? Like, try to sell me <laughs> fucking pizza or something, because yeah. I don't want to watch this. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, that's why I don't even want to talk about this. The only thing we, we need to be talking about is Christian, and that's it. Well, I, I mean, I thought the collision was supposed to be a show where we wouldn't get these, you know, favorites and these nepotism wrestlers. Well, clearly, like you said, I think last week or the week before, we have little bleedings of TK doing his fine booking. Yeah. This is one of them. Well, it might be because Arn is one of the people that was on Team Punk, and he's not, you know, so welcome in the other room. <laughs> and, and well, if they're in but TK is. You know, <laughs> you couldn't because you can't have Arn come out and cut a promo knowing he can't get into the ring. So right, sure, you're gonna but, bring Brock out, and you're gonna do that now. But did, did it need to be Brock though? Huh? Did it really need to be Brock? Who else I think is he gonna have... come out with? Well, don't well, you remember like family member. seven months ago when they beat up Brock and Arn? Right, I know. Yes, that was seven months ago though, Jeff. I and I totally forgot. Why would I remember that? Yeah. Well, well, they reminded us this. Long-term storytelling, yeah. Jimmy. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, hey, sorry, my bad. Yeah. Hey, and now Brock has had seven months to train, and and then when he went up And he looks shitter than he did the last time I saw him. Yeah, hey, his training's just different than yours. He went to the yeah. Golden oh. Corral. Yeah. He had all-you-can-eat oh. ribs. <laughs> yeah. got bottomless wings. Red yeah. Robin with no never-ending fries. Let's all agree that it looked was super weird to watch him go up stiff as a board on that choke slam. He's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, that choke slam, dude. He went up <laughs> was like, like he was like he straightened he up like, like fully. Like 
the board. Like he was planking. I'm glad you brought like that. He brought, <laughs> back, he brought back planking in the chokeslam in the middle of the I'm, I'm so happy you brought that up because that stood out to me, but I forgot about it. But now that it's you like brought that up, the only athletic man, feat that he did the whole match was doing yeah. a plank. So no, but it's like, it's like he was just tensing up so he doesn't. <laughs> I don't know what he was thinking, but that I was just so true. He was, like he was fighting with <laughs> He's so boring. He's literally dead. Um, I mean, do you reckon that guy can even pick up a chick? I mean, no. Like seriously, I, mean, I don't think he could. If boring was anthropomorphized. It's Brock Anderson. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Oh, poor guy, um, man. All right, so Brock takes the rear Damn. clothesline for the loss before Darby comes out to attack Luchasaurus. Also, I noticed Luchasaurus didn't go for the stupid reverse choke slam thing. I guess he took a look at Brock Anderson and was like. Nope, probably can't get him up. We're going to do his clothesline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think Brock even understands or knows how to, like, like you know, it takes two to tango, right? He clearly didn't give him anything when, when Luchasaurus done that choke slam. He was just all stiff and, like, heavy. The, he the, the lights are barely on. Right, that's what I'm saying. He doesn't no know how home. to. Sorry? The lights are barely on and there's definitely no one home. It's true. It's Nobody true, whatsoever. Man. So, anyway, Darby comes out and he attacks Luchasaurus. Darby then says, uh, Lucha, you're a dinosaur, right? You're a dinosaur? Well, so in your cheesy. 65 billion years, <laughs> have you ever had a skateboard up your ass? Also, when he said uh, 65 billion years, Luchasaurus immediately, immediately yelled back at him, Million! Yeah. So, <laughs> did he? Good character. Yeah, he did. It was good. I actually didn't notice that. Wow, that's funny. It is. That's pretty funny. Like, well, meth sting <laughs> is meth sting for a reason. And you're a dinosaur for a reason. So, <laughs> Anyway, there's a challenge made for a tag match next week, which gets accepted. I'm pumped. I thought it was a singles match. No, it's a tag it's not? match. What? It's a tag no, match. No, no, he said I want Christian Cage next week. Oh, I thought yeah. he said he wanted no. Christian and Luchasaurus. No, because then he's going to beat Luchasaurus the next at all in or for the TNT championship. For the TNT championship. So okay. and then we can blow it up, blow them all up, including that belt. Well, that's how good this was. I came away from it not even being sure what the fucking fuck is going on next week. So, good. Well, also, Harden did point out that, that Luchasaurus was the champion, not Christian. I mean, I think that was his entire purpose of being there. Also, where was Air Fox wow. and Swerve and the embassy? He was, uh, he was on the, what's those uh, swing rides? The, the, the hanging, the fox, man. The something fox. Flying Fox. The, he was on the Flying what the, Fox. What did the Fox say? I, I can tell you where they were. <laughs> ask again. Where was... <laughs> someone asked me, go, where was Swerve? Where was Swerve? He was swerving. He swerved Swerve's past the house. house. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. He was. Yeah, he was. Probably. Yeah. He All right. Was. Well, anyway, back from break, Powerhouse Hobbs is introduced. Uh, he's got his snitching pad with him again, Jimmy. I can't believe it, dude. I can't believe they brought that damn snitching book back. They brought the snitching book. Well, saying this as a joke, weren't we like fantasy booking a few weeks ago, the three of us, like as in uh, myself, Chris, and you, Jeff, that they should bring back the snitch book for a joke? Probably. And, and here it is. It's back. Here it is. For no it's particular the only reason. Thing, it's the only thing that matters to him, guys. It's the only so thing that matters to him. So wait a minute. So by it's next his week. Book and it allows him to inflict violence and violence oh. and violence. Is that what the book does? Yeah. Right. So, so wait. So next week we're going to see him walking the streets of Oakland again with another book. Well, there's got to be another book because he left this right. one. Yeah. I know. Uh, also, he says that maybe God was giving him a book. Yeah. Shut the maybe. Fuck up, Jimmy. Uh, <laughs> Me. Right. What the he fuck? says the next chapter is called Redemption, 
And in order to redeem himself, he's calling out the redeemer, Miro. So Miro comes uh, down to the ring. Uh, looks like he's going to beat the shit out of Powerhouse Hobbs. But uh, Aaron Solo and a Yeti attack Miro before, Yeti. Uh, before he gets Cordero. in the ring. Oh, yes. Corrado right. or whatever. Katatano, Dodato, Bado, Bado. Anyway, that guy. Uh, Miro beats them up, and then as he turns around, Powerhouse Hobbs attacks him. They were unclear as to whether or not Powerhouse Hobbs was 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 calling the shots for that beatdown, um, but he did beat him down, and then he, I he didn't left notice the book he on would him. do that. So right, he gave him some light reading for next time. No, uh, Powerhouse well, Hobbs's new gimmick is that he's a Jehovah's Witness, and he's trying to process. Oh, that's what the book is then. That's right. He's trying to convert oh. to Hobbsism. Hey, <laughs> hey. We actually have a former Mormon on the show. Can we just can we stick with Mormon? He's he's given him a book of of Hob Hobson. I I actually <laughs> want Hobbs Hob to start Hobson? in his promos, always doing quotes from Hobbs Leviathan. That'd be good. Life is brutal. Get... Slam short <laughs> slam. Well, okay, all right. Now I just want to know though, like, so the book is back. I assume Hobbs is going for his walks again around Oakland. And then the book will be back again. So that book, so let me get this straight, Jeff. You pointed out. That book is a Jehovah's Witness book. But well, it's, a, it's a Church of Hobbesian. Okay, of so but I thought it was a King James book because he needs to be redeemed. Someone needs to be redeemed. Both of them need to be. I have no idea what's going on. It can only be redeemed by the, the, the new <laughs> message. Oh, blood of the Hobbes. Oh, so that's how you redeem it. Well, yeah. yeah. So can anyone explain what's his problem with Rusev? I mean, sorry, Miro? Because it's a QT Marshall thing. Because the week before, and look, I didn't see that. Oh yeah, that was like five weeks ago. Yeah, five weeks ago that happened. Well, they said last week. So apparently, last week QT Marshall and some chick came and presented him the gold necklace as an apology, and you know, you know, whatever. I don't know this guy. Some chick. I don't know. I haven't even watched. I'm just going Uh, off what they're telling me, and I saw no images. Anyway, shut the fuck up. I'm talking. The and then they said, oh, look, they predicted this thing. He wasn't sure. And he said in the promo before they got started, <laughs> chapter yeah. one was, I don't accept Great. help from nobody. <laughs> so he's being that shit heel of, hey, I'm ignoring, like, I know I say these things, but yes, I'm ignoring what I just said, which was, I don't take help from anybody. But obviously he took help from QT Marshall to deal with Miro. And then Ian Riccoboni said, and as the redemption is going to come from the book, and that is going to be paid in blood. Yeah. No shit. John, I was listening, right? But this is how weird the story is that it just lost me halfway through. So I have a question. I have a question. Is Miro a face then? Yeah. Looks that way. He is. I mean, if Hobbs is the heel, I guess Miro is the face, right? Yeah. Listen, I'm just glad that both of these guys have something to do. Uh, and, you know, I, I mean, so I mean, this is an interesting feud. I'm interested in, in seeing two big, strong guys fight each other, you know, for whatever reason. Uh, glory. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I don't know, man. Oh, they're arguing glory. about who the real author of this chapter is. Um, it's basically... <laughs> Miro is like, no, like, listen, I came up with the idea behind the redemption. So really, this is this is a breach of contract. You need to pay me royalties. And uh, Hobbs is just like, 
I'm sorry, man. It wasn't you. It was ChatGPT that came up with it. It was AI. Oh. So we're, we're going to go to AI uh, in the future for our chapter headings. And Miro's really pissed off, so he's he's going to want to sure. strike. <laughs> oh. oh. If these are both religious folks, shouldn't they join together and fight yeah. the House of Black? Maybe. Or, or maybe Miro will bring Hobbes next week a, a King James Bible. Well, no, because Miro abandoned his god and his oh, hot yes. double-jointed yes. wife. Okay, then he, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, then maybe he'll bring a book of Satan or something. Maybe he'll be one of Cross's disciples, just on a different brand. <laughs> Speaking of books of Satan, all right. Next up here, we've got Jim Ross making his entrance. I'm always glad to see good old Jr. Jim good is happy JR. to be there too. And the House of Black make their entrance before the break. Hmm. Very FTR black. and CM Punk versus the House of Black is your main event. For the trios championship. All right. So we start off by Buddy not selling the shoulder blocks from Punk. So that was cool. <laughs> I like that. I honestly like. I I thought very quickly in this match. Like it looks like CM Punk is legitimately wanting to help build some of these guys. You know, because the way he like stared at at Buddy Matthews is like he doesn't need to do that, right? If mm. if you're CM Punk. You can tell Buddy Matthews, listen, kid, your 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 fucking fiance is fucking some Mexican guy over in WWE. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> gives a shit about you at all, and you're gonna fucking sell for my shoulder blocks. But he doesn't make them. Like he he, he gave it that minute to like ruminate. Right, the the crowd was reacting to it. Like, oh, we're gonna see CM Punk versus Buddy Matthews. Wow, and like. You could tell that that was something that CM Punk was milking for Buddy Matthews' sake. So I like that, like just as like a backstage type of t type of thing that CM Punk does seem to be trying to get some of these other guys over. Um, Phil tags out quickly, and Buddy gets some chance from the crowd. He actually gets a Buddy chant going. So you know, not even in Australia. So good for him. Um, I'm going to say once again, he's physically impressive, more than just the look. He is an actual athlete, and he shows it off a little bit before Brody is able to tag in. Now, Jim Ross talks up Brody King like a motherfucker here. He um, loves him, dude. Always has. Says that he could be a future world champion as, he, and easy, as easy as not. But I know for a fact that the AEW World Championship does not go that big. So they no, won't. No, never. When has it ever gone big? No. I don't think it actually has. Not going to happen, Jim. Um, yep. CMFTR take over with quickness and teamwork. Frustrating the big man. Uh, it, it looks like they're really getting under his skin. And I really like this bit of storytelling here where they, CMFTR, they're really taking over against Buddy or against Brody King because they're using quickness and tag team tactics. And they're they're sort of they're frustrating him and he's getting angry. And you can see he's getting angry and he's making more and more mistakes because he's getting angry. And at one point they basically kick him out of the ring. And it looks like he's about to just slide back in and probably go back to getting his ass kicked because he's so mad. And you see Malachi just grab him and calmly talk to him. Right. Settle down. Mm -hmm. Right. Calm down. Remember what we're doing here. Remember the plan. Right. Very, very cerebral for Malachi Black. And it allows Brody King to get back in and tag out right away. So good little bit of storytelling there. Um, <clears throat> and then, uh, yeah, Malachi tags himself in the crowd react pretty good once again to the sight of cm punk and malachi black on either sides of the ring 
Like that was something that the crowd clearly was excited to see. It was like, oh, like we're going to get to see these guys wrestle now. And I actually thought that they had some really good chemistry together um, in the quick what two minutes that they were in the ring together i really love that uh, punk basically he ducked the black mast by sitting cross-legged and then you know malachi kind of looked at him like the fuck are you doing for a second and then he sat cross-legged and they were basically right. just like staring at each other it's, it's that birthday position. gimmicks it was like hey we're both cult leaders like, you know mm-hmm. um it's the spider-man meme all over again good yeah stuff. exactly good stuff yeah <laughs> It's like yeah. it's like if the four of us were pointing at each other. Exactly. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so um, the match breaks down during the break. Um, although at least it's it's everybody's fighting on the outside, right? Like during the break, yep. everybody was fighting on the outside, and it wasn't really sure who was who was like um, actually in the match and who wasn't. But um, by the time they get back to by the time they come back from break. It's back to being a wrestling match. This is something that I noticed, right? That all of the breaking down happened in the break. Once right, they exactly. came back from break, they were back to having a wrestling match and people were tagging in and out. Even um, the commentary changes, right? They get more energized as soon as the as soon as the commercial comes back, bang. It's right, like everything exactly. just changes and resets. Exactly. So there's a good hot tag for Punk. That allows him to get in the ring. And knock down Buddy Matthews with some uh, with some sh- shoulder blocks. So it's nice that they came full circle with that just in this little match. Um, Punk sets up for the GPS for the GTS twice, but the <laughs> first time Malachi makes the save, and the second time Matthews just shivers out of it. Brody King hits a big cannonball before before the final break of the night. Um, during the break, the heels stay in charge, dominating Punk. He sells his ass off, by the way, like really, really sells his ass off during the break. Um, and you can tell, like I said, once again, like he really wants to help get these guys over, like as over as he can. Well, he's definitely um, trying to change everybody's thoughts about him. That's for sure. No doubt. Back from break, uh, he lands the GTS, but it's too close to the ropes and Buddy rolls out. Um, that move allows both Wheeler and King to get tagged in. Wheeler takes over with quickness and power, including a couple of really sweet looking drop kicks, by the way. Um, Chris Statlander, that's how you perform a fucking dropkick, woman. Um, <laughs> woman, woof. <laughs> Wheeler with a great dive. And I loved this dive that he did because the way that this worked is the House of Black are on the outside. And you're watching this in slow motion almost. And you're seeing them just get to their feet. And just as they get to their feet and turn, whack, there's Wheeler, right? It's not, okay, we're going to stand here and. Let's have a little chat and we can look up and we can make sure that the guy diving hits us and we'll all just stand here and hold on to each other and, you know, come on like a trust fall. It, it seemed very much right. It seemed very much right mm. where like everybody got up, turned, there's the dive. Bang, right? There was no time for them to react by doing anything but taking the move. So I love that. Um, let's see here. So they get a proper this is awesome chant breaking out, which very rarely happens in AEW, but this really deserved it. Um, Brody, at one point here, he attempted a double suplex, um, but he wasn't able to get FTR up, and so switched it into basically like a modified DDT. You could tell it was a botch, but it also legitimately looked like it would hurt. Like, there's a big man lifting you up and dropping you on your fucking face. That didn't look fun, right? Um, 
But so it's good improvisation, it. though. At least they thought about it, you know, and improvised. Whereas other exactly. wrestlers are like caught in the, de- you know, in like deer lights. Yeah, exactly. They would have done that, landed what right. looked like a really devastating DDT, and then everybody would have got up instantly and redone yeah. the, the suplex. Like, Stupid. No, like if you can't if you can't improvise a little bit, you're not going to be good at pro wrestling. But. Brody then goes to the top rope, which prompts Jim Jim Ross to be very logical and say, I just don't understand why a 300-plus pounder would ever want to go to the top rope. Um, Jim Ross is just right. Everything that he says is right about professional wrestling. The last tag in for Dax was wonderful. Um, Punk went to go make a tag. He put his hand up, and Dax was just getting back up on on the apron. And before he tagged, he used his other arm to grab the rope and then tagged. And it's, it was like, it's bizarre, it was like, I bro. have to do it. I have it's to fucking bizarre. have my hand on the tag rope, put his hand on the tag rope, then tagged himself in. It was fucking awesome. But dude, do you know what's bizarre, though? Which, which is also sort of confusing. So I guess on Wednesday nights and Fridays, I guess, tag ropes don't exist. But Saturdays, tag ropes exist. Because FTR has said that from the beginning that they want, and that's ropes. awesome. That's how it should be, right? I agree, one hundred percent. But don't you? Doesn't it alienate your fan base a little bit? I mean, if they if they don't like if they don't like proper professional wrestling, I don't need you watching. No, hey, and I agree, but it's either you go one way or the other. But they're trying to do it both but, ways. But that's weird. the problem, Jimmy. They they you have matches where it's lucha rules where there are no tag. Right, rules. exactly. And then you but they don't tell you that regular tag matches that are tag. Well, I mean, you know, like Young Bucks and the Lucha Brothers, those are going to be lucha style matches because with no tag right. rope whatsoever. But that's the problem. Is again, you're right. You have inconsistencies. With it's, these, with the storytelling and match styles, they don't say this is going to be a lucha style match. Um, where no tag it's, it's are involved, right. you yep. know, where you know anything goes, you know, as long as there's a tag made, versus this is going to be a classic wrestling match where tag ropes have to be, uh, are going to be used and enforced. You know, I, I think that's the difference. Is there again, it goes back to that problem we talked about earlier, there's nobody in the back saying these are the rules, this is what we're going to do, and then making it clear for the people who are watching to go, oh, okay, I get what's going on. I disagree entirely. There are people in the back saying these are the rules, and the rules on Collision are different than the rules on the other two shows where there are no rules. Uh, so, uh, I Legit mean, the, no rules. That, that's the that's – the st- I mean, that's basically the essence. Even the refs are better on Saturdays, even though they're the exact same refs. <coughs> uh, Isn't that well, weird? Rick, Rick Knox did something weird last Yeah, but night. it's rare. It's rare. I, you know, I've noticed on Saturdays, I hardly notice the refs like I oh, do on Wednesdays this or Fridays. Is what Rick Knox Like, in Rick Knox, and one of them, like, he must have been bored or something. Like, like for one match, he kept going. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. He was, like, he was Dan Housen. But, he was, but like, wait a minute. And charms on <laughs> but Rimsberg is also known to play video games while he's refereeing and not even looking. So when someone's in the submission hold, right? And you know, you ask the, the, the opponent, you said that do you give up? You see his fingers working like this, but I've never yeah, seen he's him like like this. do it like this before. No, 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 like he that. doesn't. Pay. The, the other one does this. He's like, but he's asking him, do you give up? But he's he not looking like, at him. He was like almost like Aubrey Edwards. He was like floating around the ring going like this. <laughs> it was so weird. Maybe they'll, you know. Tap X. <laughs> yeah, tap X. Yeah. I can't, I can't answer that question, Jeff. They're weirdos. Yeah. All right. Anyway, Aaron Bichloma says he thinks he mocked Aubrey. Yeah, you know, that what? Rick Knox was mocking oh, Aubrey. No. Those, those guys don't mock Aubrey. No, nah, they're not that smart. Yeah. Aaron, Rick Knox not. fired, confirmed. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
All right, so the big rig can't get the cover as everyone makes saves before Joe uh, comes out of nowhere on the outside. He chokes out Punk, and that allows the distraction, which allows a spinning clothesline from Brody King to get the win for the House of Black. Which is what we all said would happen last week mm-hmm. on the records, which I listened to this morning. And I'm like, oh, yep, we all said it. And then yep. we even said, huh, I wonder where Starks fits in. Well, apparently he's suspended. <laughs> so, uh, <you> know. <laughs> Yeah, I've right. got... so Starks. So so he's feuding now with Starks and Joe and yep and Adam Page. Yes, and, uh, and then yeah. and, uh, is and I guess they he just finished with with House of Black. And what happened to Jay White? Wasn't or he just challenging? He just started with Malachi. I mean, I think they just started the seeds yeah. with him and Malachi, which I think. I mean, I want to see that. Yeah, no. Yeah, so why Darby not? is feuding with Ar Fox and Swerve Strickland. And and and, 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 and what happened to Nick Wayne? Nick Wayne and Darby Allen have a match next week. I think it's against the Gates of Agony, the, the team that, that Chris wants to like and the team that I like. But obviously they're going to lose to Darby Allen and Nick Wayne, or it's going to be a schmaz because everyone – no, it'll be a schmaz after Nick Wayne and Darby Allen beat two – large men who know how to wrestle tag team wrestling who have been <laughs> wrestling together for years and even have titles in some promotion that's semi-affiliated with AAW. <laughs> I don't want to take a, go on and on like I normally do. I, everything that Chris pointed out in this match, I agree with, with the storytelling and the subtlety of it. I thought it was a smart match. Yep. But for a TV match, it never felt like a t- title match. I really thought it went too long. I, I have to be it honest. It went way I, too long. I, I yep. was I was bored. Like This could have been cut down Me by too. 10 minutes. I never I thought for a second that the titles were going to change. I never felt mm-hmm. the titles were in jeopardy. No, I and I mean, we, we already knew that Joe was going to be involved some way because he, he said so earlier. So there was just a matter of when he was going to pop up and cause, you know, that whatever with CM Punk to keep the title from changing hands because he's going to be incapacitated because Joe's going to take care of him. And so now we have that going on. So it's like, okay, you know, fun. So let's not maybe take as much time. Let's get to the point. And get to the good parts. Ah, get to you know. the good parts. Yeah. Um, absolutely. I thought this. Was, I thought this was a really great main event. Um, and I think that Collision has been hitting it out of the goddamn park with their main events for the most part. Um, and I thought that this part, was. A, I thought that this was a really good main event. I think that Jeff's right. I don't think at any point here I thought that there was any possibility of CM Punk and FTR winning the the trios titles. Um, but there's something to be said about. There's something to be said about consistency leading to um, your audience kind of knowing what's coming up next, too. Um, it James. was definitely audience training telling us this is this <laughs> is the personality of collision. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Definitely. Yeah. So, so Jimmy, we're going to go to you to first. We're going to go to you to you first for your letter grade of the night, Jimmy. Honestly, C plus. Okay. I, I might actually even go one step further and say that this possibly was my least favorite collision so far. It's really? been around for what seven to eight weeks, right? Okay, all right. So this is what, week eight. So week eight? what about right, yeah. it? What about it made it your least favorite? Uh, it just didn't have that. Um, like you know, most weeks it's kind of got this buzz to the show okay. where you anticipate like what's gonna happen. Like I, I, I legitimately look forward to watching the show believe it or not i really do and it has a good energy to it i just felt the energy wasn't there after the starks promo 
It just wasn't the same. But in saying that, it doesn't mean it was a bad show. Maybe because they were in North Kakalaki, but not that we're a bad crowd. They were actually quite good. But it just, I don't know. I'm sick of having tag team main events at this point. Can we get a singles match? I mean, we did a couple of weeks ago with with CM Punk and Starks, and I think you said you oh, didn't yeah, like that. Oh, yeah, that was match, it. So. Yeah. No, that was Joe and CM Punk also. That wasn't the main event. It wasn't the main event? No, it wasn't. The, most of them, other than what Chris just pointed out, have been all tag team matches. There have been a lot of multi-man matches in there, and yeah, it's when there's two hours and you need to get your your stars on the on the show, which I guess your stars are CM Punk and FTR. That's a guess, much. yeah. I pretty mean, much. You do, you do have three shows after all, but hey, not everybody gets along, right? That's that's true. We can't get everybody to get along because the guy in charge has no testicles. Um, let's <laughs> go to someone who does have testicles. I'm assuming, <laughs> by the way. I'm sorry if I just assumed, John. Uh, John, give us your your letter grade for the night. Uh, I do have testicles. They work fine. That's what my girlfriend found out last night. Oh, oh girlfriend. Yes. The title happened uh, after she met Jacob last or this past week, and yeah, it's got up a thing now. So I've met her kids. She's met my kid, and we're talking about doing something before school Tuesday with all of our kids. So we'll see. Anyway. Uh, honestly, I gave this a B. You know, a Ooh. solid B show. There were some things that were confusing, but it wasn't like Smack... You know, again, I come in with... A, I came in... You know, Jeff, you talked about yesterday with SmackDown and pay-per-views, you have different grades. I grade AEW on a different level than I do WWE. I think it's only fair um, for the most part because they're still getting their feelings. But this is... This show... Collision has proven to be consistently better than the other shows that they're putting out on TV on a regular basis. So, with that all said, even with the questions of going, okay, wait, I thought he was wrestling him, so he's wrestling him and him. Even with all that, it still was a good show for the most part, and I gave it a solid B. Right on, Jeff. I'm with Jimmy. I, I felt that there was a lack of energy and also a lot of things didn't make sense and usually more things make sense on Collision uh, than the other shows. Uh, I, you know, I'm not sure if I grade AEW different than WWE. I don't think I do, but I probably do. But I definitely grade Collision differently than the other AEW shows because I expect it to be better. Maybe unfairly, it's only been out there for eight weeks and a couple of those weeks have been impacted by the, the, the Forbidden Door pay-per-view and then some tournaments, the Owen and things like that. Um, but I don't know. I, I mean, it started with questions with me with the whole Ricky Starks thing. And, and I had questions almost every segment. And so when it when every segment left me with something that I wasn't thrilled about, it, and like the main event had no questions. It's just like, I just thought it was 10 minutes too long. That could have been, you know, that could have been another match. We could have seen Andrade wrestle unless he's got a secret injury or or something. I mean, is there's, you know. Andrade. Right. The, the, this, the, I mean, at least we didn't see action Andrade, Darius Martin, and and, and some third guy lose a match this week. Um, no, I mean, listen, a C-plus is not a bad score for wrestling shows. It's just it, it feels harsh giving it to, to Collision. But that's what I felt like. I felt like this was a C-plus show. Okay, right on. Well, we've got two C-pluses and two solid Bs because I'm giving it a B as well. Um, I thought that it was a good show. This was definitely one of those shows where I came away from it thinking, I'm glad I watched this. There was enough on here that kept me entertained. Um, 
And yeah, I mean, if you compare it to everything else from professional wrestling this week, it's far and away the best show. I just, I don't, I don't know how you can even make an argument that sounded legitimate that it wasn't the best wrestling show of the week. So some days the best wrestling show of the week is going to get a C plus. Maybe it'll get a C every once in a while. But all that really means is the rest of the wrestling that week sucked. Um, the collision was good. Uh, we liked it. I think we're all happy we watched it. Uh, we're all happy to watch next week as well. Um, and hey, listen, we want to say thank you to everybody in the chat. You guys are great. Um, as always, you guys were great. Big part of the show. We're so happy that you guys uh, give up part of your Sundays and, uh, and you come here and you listen to us talk about Collision. Uh, just remember, everybody, if you're listening back, uh, if you want to listen live, if you're listening back and you want to listen live but you didn't get a chance to, uh, every Sunday, 10 o'clock in the morning, Central Standard Time, after the collision, we sift through the, the wreckage. <laughs> the wreckage. Okay, so for John Enright, for Jimmy T, for Jeff Lippman, I've been Chris Ams. You've been a wonderful audience. You've been listening to channelattitude.com and the Hummy Media Group. Um, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being here. We love you. Bye-bye. Ole. Peace. Peace. Hey, my friends.
bars. Episode 21 district. Tell your mum we outside. JLX, RJ, 21 district. Hey, lock your doors, stay off the fucking curb. Pussy, listen. Still with it. And I'm back on a song like Brenda Like kids from Kenya I got youngins ready to blast your elder Talk tough then change like Jenna Not mine, never surrender When the night rise uh, We don't war with a bat or shit Nah, we pack the heat like Ledger Just leave when I get leading I'm feeling cause we ain't for the test If any man wanna test my Tesla's compressors We leave in a mess I cook and I bang like chef Cause these streets go like a restaurant You'll never leave till you pay your debt Or you can eat cause I'm serving for death <laughs> Free my dog We used to do big like Ever since legitimate dust and now we chump whatever the cost Old phones like Spider-Man, see them crawling back trying to get this phone My huntsman in the back so venomous, slip on the web, there's no way home <laughs> boring as shit, fuck the ops, fuck the fence sitters 21 till I beat my maker, ayy Surprises kids like Kinder, it's fine as kids like Picky, brightness, broad daylight, mm. I'm Kimba, sweep that Swapping that bitch like Tinder, one sweep on a race like Hitler I'm still keen by anything, me still turn on the law, no Tina And I did lose pounds on my waist, now it's back on my waist in bags that I chipped up I'm back on my ways, not maps, if I use that one, I don't know if I'll slip up RG still letting it bang, still my G's up, putting in work Every day go dirt on a turf, let's dance I can't beat with them boys, they're rats I ain't leaving the hut, not strapped anymore And I pray on we use no whap, cause if I slap that and I'm back in the pen, I'm down for the cause, they're cats RG's back on the road and I'm back like I never left I wanted to swing my shank like how many times did I do it much better than any one of them Trying to make them veterans fly like pelicans And I'm not willing to give up streets, I'm still willing to take that risk Twi- Twist and turn that gearbox, twist and pull that cliff, let it milli rock I'm still on parole but I'm travelling east like D-Block Riding that all black hatchback, windows tinted, man I was pissed off Trying to slap that boy like Chris Rock Cross on his heart like rosary bees, that's one check out crisscross Launch my rocket like Lift off, big shot. Aye, and I wanna be certain. Just don't pack too big for a serving. Haven't been churching lately, but guaranteed that's an all black sermon. And it's for certain, these sermons wrapped up quick like turbans. We're like kids on excursions, we take trips and birds. So who do you get from? Does he, does he bang with a stick? Does he, does he know what we do? Rock up a snappy shit like Smith. Aye, shut up your gang or snitch. Roll from a gang, I'm a day one click. If I pull that Smith and click, you already know I'll seal my lips. Roll for the gang. 21 district Pussy <laughs> Yeah RG Aftermath The PWC Network What the world is watching And listening to